Welcome back to the Who Move My Freedom podcast. If you guys can hear us, if everything's sounding great or not so great, let us know. This is the number one podcast for freedom that comes from a van in the world. (laughs) (laughs) In the world. And also... Um, two months ago, we thought about getting um, we thought about getting a 3D printer. So we actually invented when we thought about that 3D printing. But you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna brag or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the Move My Freedom podcast. Of, of course, I'm messing around. You know what? We should probably make some kind of competition out of the folks out there, like coming up with you know our own made up accolades that we're gonna do in the beginning of the show here my apologies for being late to everyone i literally just got the van back at 6 30 <laughs> and had to scramble to drive back here out to where we live and then get everything set up so um maybe i'll explain that to you guys later on if you guys care about that please smash the thumbs ups ring the bell i want to remind everyone to go to hankstrange.com sign up for our email list there lola spends a lot of time working on lola's deals you can look around the site as well. Um, on, in Strangerholics, under that tab, you'll find all the different places on the internet that you can find us. So just check that out. We appreciate that. Uh, big shout out to U.S. Law Shield. And uh, they sent us this book, Florida Gun Law. And um, if anyone's in Florida and you want to get your hands on this, you can. If you're in another place and you would like to sign up for U.S. Law Shield, you can check our description. And there's uh, links in there to, to sign up. You can get some discounts and all kinds of cool stuff. That I'm sure when Lola gets a chance, she'll tell you guys about. But just check the description for that, whether you're listening to this on audio or not. And big shout out to Harry's Holsters. All right. That being said, let me throw everyone here into the into the window and let me hit the open. Welcome back to the Hank Strange All right. Situation. Welcome back, everyone. Lifestyle Smash the subscribe button. Smash the thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. We are live. Okay, everyone. You know, you guys know how we do this. Control pew. Rolando, jazz hands, here it goes, jazz hands. I know this is a very late jazz hands for all of you. Maybe just like us, you didn't get a uh, chance to put your big girl panties on. Well, no, not like us. I apologize, guys. Me, (laughs) me, I'm late. No, no, you were right the first time. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't know. But uh, hey, you know, um, this is episode 753 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. My guests are Control Pew and uh, Puerto Rican Pistolero. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Doing good. Pretty well, pretty well. All right, awesome. Yep. Um, Happy Friday. Yes, uh, thanks for thanks for coming in here. Let me see. I'm going to jog this down. Let, let us know out there if the audio is good. I may have to tweak some things. I don't know if um, anyone's mic is too hot or something like that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right, so, man, Alex, uh, when was the last time you were on the show, man? Jeez. I, I, I can't remember what happened yesterday, man. It's, yeah, me uh, it's, it's been a wild month. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I think February yeah. sometime. February? Okay. Although, cool. that sounds wrong. Yeah, I don't know. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. the last person to know. Uh, I know Rolando was here at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. And you guys have and been then all Alex, together. Yeah, yeah, Alex was on our show at the beginning of the month. Oh, cool. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. So everyone's doing good out there. Everyone's having a good Friday. Glad, happy. Can't happy complain. Finally, yeah, finally. Friday. We're, we're not. We're not doing the real job anymore. So you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been. It's been. Uh, wow. It's 
been a crazy, crazy, crazy week. The last two shows I actually did out of Babyface P's house because I didn't have this van. <laughs> um, there was some stuff that the guys needed to install in the van, so I had to take it to them and have it put it uh, put in. There was no TP uh, holder in the. I don't know. This is like first world problems, I guess. <laughs> you know, one of my blinds was missing. You know, some little things that that if you want to hear me talk about it, I'll talk about it on Stranger Palooza. That's where we talk about all the the Class B van life stuff. You guys could check that out. Um, yeah. So anyway, I was scrambling to get in here. What's what has the week looked like for you guys? Who's had? Put your hands up if you had a crazy week. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's start with Alex. Tell us about your crazy week, man. What's been going on uh, with you? Well, I'm still recovering from that Bear Arms and Bitcoin event we did. Uh, mm-hmm. Geez, was it three weeks ago now? Oh, okay. Or was it last week? I can't even remember. <laughs> uh, uh, it was like the week before last, uh, yeah. the 9th and the 10th. We were down in Texas in Austin mm-hmm. uh, at mm-hmm. Bear Arms and Bitcoin. Okay. Um, so um, uh, uh, an event for people who 3d print guns and bitcoin enthusiasts mm-hmm. um or bitcoin enthusiasts it, it was okay. a good crossover event we got some to talk to some people in the bitcoin space mm-hmm. uh cryptocurrency space mm-hmm. um they got to talk to some people in the gun space and the 3d printing gun space mm-hmm. distributed technology space okay. so yeah it was a good event it was a lot of fun we had a, a range day down there shot a lot of 3d printed guns didn't break nearly as many this year so that was a, a good improvement over last year Oh, okay. I think, uh, I think la- last year we took down 12 guns and came back with one. Um, this year we took down, I think, 15 and came back with all of them except one or two. Oh, so tech is so, getting nice. better then. Yeah, tech, tech is getting better. Um, everything's getting a little more durable, a little, little stronger, a little more resilient. Mm-hmm. So, OK, little by little. Who put that on? Who put that event on? Was that like a collaborative thing? Or what, what was? Uh... Uh, the the organizers are. Uh, I'm going to get this wrong because the event is Bear Arms and Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. The organizer is a uh, Ragnar Lith racer. I can't pronounce his last name. Oh, okay. He runs the pages Ragnar, guns and all. Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. Ragnar he, he is all you the, need. <laughs> right. No, he runs the pages guns and Bitcoin on oh, okay. uh, Twitter and Instagram. Oh, okay. um, he did the organization behind the event. So. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Shout out to those guys. Um, so it was fire. Uh, it was firearms or guns, guns and um, Bitcoin. Was it just yep. Bitcoin stuff, or was it different cryptos out there? Um, I don't know. I I, I got okay. so I had a merch table down there running the fundraising stuff that I do mm-hmm. uh, because I have the the control pew shop. So mm-hmm. I, I set up a merch table down there. I spent the entire event at the table. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, the worst thing I, about shows, man. Right? I hate yeah. That. yeah. Like I, I wanted to get in and see the talks and everything, but I just I was at the table handling all that. So it was mm-hmm. just kind of okay. Was it busy? <laughs> was it? Sorry, yeah. It was, was uh, okay. Yeah, we, we had a display rack up, so it was constantly, you know, mm-hmm. four or five people by looking at the guns, um, you know, wanting to get up close and personal before they go and print their own. So what was the most popular 3D 3D printed gun that every like what was the thing? What was the hot gun that everyone wanted to know about it at, at this? Oh, event? geez. Or was uh, it there were a I couple. Mean, OK. Um, th- this There's a lot of stuff that people haven't seen in the community. Mm-hmm. Um the the bullpup Glock that I did was just like it, I've been teasing it on social a little bit 
Um, but the first exposure it ever got was down there at the show. So people were immediately curious about what this weird looking Glock thing was. Um, okay. Actually, let oh. me just flip over. Yeah, do you I have, have it? Do you have it somewhere? Desktop. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't, nice. I don't know where my phone is. So if Lola's listening, my phone, I think, is, well, I don't know, whatever. We don't need the phone. That's, you know, <laughs> I'm a bullpup guy, right? So, you know, if you say the words bullpup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this one, this one is just for you. And I also Brandon gonna Herrera. Actually, I'm going to, well, yes. Because <laughs> he hates bullpups. <laughs> yes. Um, we, so just to spite him, we, we did this. <laughs> that is a beautiful thing. The only thing that would make that more beautiful is Brandon's beautiful face. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about it. All over that, sir. <laughs> get uh, a, get an image get it of Brandon. on there. Yeah, get an image right? of Brandon. Yeah, I'm gonna buy a 3D printer just to do this. I mean, you should buy. You should have one already. You should have three by now in the van with you. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. gonna be honest. I'm a little disappointed, but <laughs> I know, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I so, do apologize for it. I'm trying to catch up to everything that's going on since. You know, like this whole year has been chaos, but I've, we are going to get a 3D printer and we're going to start 3D printing stuff. I know that Rolando to. has already started. And, and uh, mm-hmm. Ro, weren't you, didn't you 3D print a Glock? Uh, I may have 3D printed some things like that. Oh, wait. Oh, you Oh, you don't want to admit to anything. You have, have I, you may have print, I may have printed several things. No, no, I've had, I've had uh, a couple of issues with one or two, but once I've gotten it ironed out. Um, yeah. It's more just getting parts and all that stuff. So now I just print stuff and I'll have an excessive amount of things to build later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. The parts are the hard part. Like mm-hmm. they're, yeah. they're just unobtainable anywhere. Yeah. That's impossible. what's really hard right now. Yeah. yeah. So I've just been mainly experimenting with trying to get prints to come out, uh, you know, strong and in a good time and easy to take apart. You know, sometimes support material can be a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. So trying to find like the perfect, um, kind of the perfect balance of everything and getting a lot more uh, stocking up on PLA while it's still cheap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Things mm-hmm, are starting to kick up. Things we'll see if that ever next. goes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are starting to kick up. So we, I don't have one yet, um, but I know, so you have one, and and then in kind of like our, our kind of uh, crew, uh, Richard from BWE Firearms has one. And since mm-hmm. he got sick, he actually said the last time he was on the show, Alex, that he's going to be working because, you know, he, he got cancer. He mm-hmm. actually almost passed and everything, um, but they're kind of letting him oh, get wow. back to work. So he's going to be working on a bunch of stuff. I, I think you guys were talking about something mm-hmm. that you were going to work on. So, um, but And he's got one of the really nice ones, but I'm getting one. And we're getting up on that. I don't, I'm not trying to, there's not necessarily a big rush, but I think everyone needs to get one and just print whatever. And it doesn't matter if stuff works, doesn't work. You got to jump in, right? Well, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things. Once you have it, you'll, it, it's an infinitely useful tool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So like you were talking a minute ago, you didn't have a toilet paper holder. There are models for toilet paper holders. You could just yep. print one off. You wouldn't have to send it into the shop. You just, you know, yep. get the command strips from Walmart, stick that to the wall and you're good to go. I promise or, you, I was something. thinking that when I was scrambling on the way. I was like, if, when I tr- when I tell Alex this, the first thing he's gonna right. say, dude, seriously, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you could have <laughs> just printed that, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I'll, I'll I'll put your face on it if you want it. I'll model it for you. I'll stick your oh face boy. on that, if you, right? <laughs> uh, if you, Custom if, TP holder. If you come up with a TP mm-hmm. holder for me, and this is a question we can ask everyone out there since it's a crazy Friday. 
I believe that the paper has to hang down. I'm the hang down guy. So I want a toilet paper holder that forces you to have the paper. I do not believe in the paper hanging. Like, you know, some people do it hanging over and then you got to yeah. yeah, gravity should be your friend. And so it should be hanging down. What, 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 what do you guys, what do you guys come down on? this? <laughs> That's the way that I do it. You're you're hanging down. I mean, I don't pay that much attention. Oh, really? <laughs> you're in the middle. You're in the middle. <laughs> Look, man, I, if I if I'm going to the bathroom, I'm on a mission. I've got my phone. I'm like responding to tweets yeah. and stuff. Your toilet so, paper like, fluid. I'm not paying attention. You're saying your right. toilet paper fluid. As long as it's yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I would really like to know what people think. I think there's an actual way they designed a toilet paper holder to work. It seems least efficient when it's coming over the toilet paper. And then you have to, let me see, hold on. I probably have. Well, me, I mean, it's going in the same direction. Okay, so here mm -hmm. I have a roll of toilet paper because I haven't actually put my toilet paper on the toilet paper holder. So if it's coming down like this, this is not efficient. Now this right. way, this is how it should be going because you could pull and then it rolls. I mean, it goes either way. <laughs> no, but it's more, you know, you're getting less this way. I need more. <laughs> so this, this, I don't know. That's me. That's me. <laughs> So you're gonna have to someone you're gonna have to design something around that. I mean, it can be done. There. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to force people to use the right way, not the communist way. Okay. Uh, no, I already have it. We can uh, we can do this live if you want to. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> Since we started yeah. this, we right? Can force no, that'll everyone. be that'll be boring to watch. We'll 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 do, I'll, I'll stream oh, yeah. it to Twitch later or something. <laughs> yeah. James Miller says I'm an over, not under. He says, uh, yeah. you're wrong. Once you demonstrated it, I saw there. that I actually do it the the other way. Yeah. Oh, you go the other way. You go the other way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Brian Quick says TP is supposed to go over the top. Uh-oh. Uh, James Miller. Yeah, he's he's really mad about this. Uh, so there you go. James I mean, Miller's I see I. Mad. I think I see 50-50 in the chat. So you either do. way you slice it, half of them are going to get helicoptered. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Now nah, he says, Juice says, next Hank shows us how to uh, to ball up to wipe. You got to be real efficient with your, uh, now especially where you're doing it, you know, depending on how you're doing it, but you got to be good with your wipe, you know, and uh, I know this is a crazy thing, but it's Friday for anyone who wants to complain. Um, some people, I'm not going to say who, but it rhymes with Nola, just learned the meaning of the word taint. Lola was telling me that. She was like, Did, have you ever heard of taint? Do you know what a taint is? I was like, Lola, uh, of course. Yes. <laughs> she just discovered She just discovered that, she said, on Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you've got to be careful on how you wipe and make sure you get the full taint-tuler situation in your wipe that's you got to be efficient with that is what i could say mm -hmm. that's the best best practice <laughs> best practices you know i think bidets i think eventually we're going to realize why bidets are actually as americans we kind of like oh bidets no that's evil you know it's a french word but we'll, we're going to realize why bidets are probably a good thing mm -hmm. see now i was traumatized by a bidet when i was like eight terrified oh, really? me because so i my, i'm half japanese and i was okay. on a trip to japan to visit my grandparents mm -hmm. and uh they have this fancy japanese toilet because japanese toilet technology yep. is like a thousand years ahead of the u.s that's what i've heard and 
yeah, it, it's it's wild over there. Mm-hmm. But all the it's all it's all sort of Japanese pictograms. So they only make sense if you know Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm I'm sitting there. You know, I had just done my thing, and I'm I'm eight, and I don't understand any of what's <laughs> going on here. This bidet <laughs> thing is completely foreign to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm just I don't understand what's going on. There's no toilet paper. There's just armrest full of buttons. And I'm like, okay, well, this looks like a sprinkler, but okay, we'll hit it. And uh, <laughs> nothing happens, but suddenly the, the seat starts getting really hot. So I'm like, okay, this is the problem. So I stand up and I hit the button again, but it's the wrong button. I hit a different button this time, how which much, actually turned on the sprinkler. How uh, much technology starts, when you were, how long ago were you eight? Uh, how, much, how old how am old I now? Are you? How old are you? <laughs> It was like yeah. 20 years ago. Wow. Uh, and so so mm-hmm. in Japan, 20 years ago, they had heated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The heated, heated toilet seats. seats. Right. That's with wild. With the bidet. With warm yeah. water. Yep. But I, I hit the other button. It sprays me in the face. I fall over, pants around my ankles, break through the bathroom <laughs> door because it's one of those like it's not an actual door. It's one of those like accordion mm-hmm. open and close type doors because it's a small Japanese house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I fall through the door, break the door on the floor. You know, my, my mom and grandma are standing there like they, they don't understand what's going on because they didn't realize that this, you know, this white kid from from mm-hmm. from Nebraska wouldn't understand how the toilet worked and yeah it was traumatizing that's i've, oh, I've had a hatred for bidets ever since oh wow wow <laughs> it makes yeah. total sense it's yeah. it's so interesting like the ways that the jet first of all is it the in your opinion you know um you said you're half japanese mm-hmm. yeah so do do is it true the japanese uh think that americans are total savages is this like you know you could tell us. I'm not. I'm not gonna hold. You know. I mean, I don't know about Americans in general, but I'm mm-hmm. sure that you, you know, on this spe- specifically. Uh, <laughs> oh me? Wait, me yeah. specifically? <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I've heard things. I, ha- I haven't. Things. Yeah, right. I, I haven't I'm been to Japan a in a long time. Yeah. I, I think a lot. A lot of like the language is structured to sort of it, it makes it really easy to make fun of americans because mm-hmm. the way the language is structured mm-hmm. leads to a different different kind of thinking a different logical structure to thinking mm-hmm. so it, it's really easy for a japanese person to walk circles around american people in japanese conversation they're yeah. trying to like translate back and forth yeah and so, be- believe me anyone listening to this this is not like hate on asian people uh i i am partly <laughs> asian in the first place so just whatever. <laughs> and I really My don't own. hate I don't hate any race. But it's interesting mm-hmm. like you know, we I think in America we always have like the black white conversation and we don't have other nuanced conversations around this. But there's certain things like first of all I think Japanese there's so many things from Japanese culture that I think is awesome. Um you know, but I've noticed like on planes, if I've been on planes and there's Japanese people on the plane, like so everyone will walk through the plane. If you're sitting in the aisle seat, especially you're getting bumped every time someone walks through that plane. If a Japanese person mm-hmm. walks by you, you won't even feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it. a lot of that has to do. Like, Japan is a very crowded place. There's mm-hmm. lar- very large cities and very small towns. Mm-hmm. And if you're like Tokyo has some of the busiest intersections in the world. So it becomes an efficiency thing if you're just running into people. It's, it's very mm-hmm. impolite and rude. So mm-hmm. they'll try and just skate around mm-hmm. people. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a weird way of thinking about things. It's 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 very different from an American way of thinking about things. Yeah. I think there's cool always, things. Yeah. Go ahead. I think you very in Japan, too, right? Yeah, I did. I lived there for two years, and my brother was born there because my dad was in the Navy. Oh, it was cool. back in uh, 90, 90 to 92. Okay. Um, but I still pre- I still remember it pretty well, even though I was young. So mm-hmm. yeah, everybody is extremely polite. Everything's very clean. The uh, the mass tra- the train system is obviously extremely efficient, mm-hmm. and nobody bumps into you. Everybody tries to stay out. Of- it's like a school of fish. It's not even like a mm-hmm. crowd. So that's how people just kind of like flow through one another mm-hmm. uh, there. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I wish I'd love to go back now that I'm old enough to appreciate things and I actually enjoy the culture. Back then, I was just a young kid from Puerto Rico. So I was just like, man, this place is crazy. It's totally mm-hmm. different. <laughs> and and I was the only person. And see, it was different because I was the only person that looked that way. So I was the extreme minority there. So it yeah. was always really weird people would come up to me and be like oh my gosh look at this little boy because when i was younger my eyes were like blue and they switched to hazel which they are now so that was mm-hmm. really crazy for people so people mm-hmm. would be like oh my god he's got blue eyes and i'd be like what well, I, I don't understand why that's so weird <laughs> but yeah. you know people in japan it's were like, like oh you look different than us yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah they do did yeah, you feel like you were in heads. fast and furious three or something <laughs> i get in retrospect that's how i would have felt i guess i would have felt like um mm-hmm. Like what was a bow wow or whatever in, in, yeah, in Tokyo Bow-Wow. Drift? And what was the yeah, where he was name? like, "This place is great." Yeah, uh, I forgot what the main character's name was. Yeah. Uh, Josh, Josh, something. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's interesting when you're like from some other place and you go to other countries and grow up. I know that I grew up like that, but obviously there's things from Japan that I think are fantastic and amazing. Um, I think the Japanese, by the way. Um, are going to conquer the planet with robots, man. This is, I think this <laughs> is the plan. You know, when I look I mean, at the Honda robots they're making, all these other things, you know. Like, the the, the design of the robot might be Japanese, but it's going to be manufactured in China. In China. Probably, yeah. yeah. Didn't, um, what is the name of the, there was a big robot tech company that China bought, right? Um, I don't know. I'm sure that uh, they've uh, stolen or, or bought, purchased <laughs> oh, or stolen you know plenty. Boston, Boston Dynamics didn't um, didn't China didn't the Chinese company? Ah, see, I don't have my phone. I thought if they, if they bought the Boston Dynamics, that's like the the federal government failed immensely. No, someone <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone who can look that up, look it up, because I thought that the Chinese bought a, a, a Chinese company bought Boston Dynamics. I was under the impression that happened. So. Uh, Alpha Dog was a Chinese firm that made a clone of Spot mm-hmm. from Boston mm-hmm. Dynamics. Yeah, but I man, I feel like someone bought out Boston Dynamics recently. It's no longer Boston Dynamics is not an American-owned company. Hyundai. Wow. Oh, Hun- it was oh the Koreans. Wow. The Koreans. Is the oh, Koreans. That's, that's oh probably, man, they made a move. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's competitive right there. <laughs> wow. Com- I yeah, did not know about cool. that. Yeah. Didn't they weren't they owned by Google in 2013? Didn't Google? They buy were them? yes, Google Boston 2013 Dynamics. to 17. Then SoftBank, so they were owned by the Japanese already for a couple of years. SoftBank and while. then now Hyundai. Mm-hmm. Wow, interesting. Yeah. I think robots they, is the way, man. Um, I think robots is the way that J- Japan will get back to us for like you know if you're growing up as a kid as I did, looking at uh, Godzilla movies, you thought oh maybe it's going to be Godzilla. No. One of these days, little robots will be parachuted into America, 
and we will all fall in love with them, and then they will take over. <laughs> How much you guys want to bet? We're gonna go. Oh, look I at mean, this! So cute. <laughs> and then the eyes that. go red. <laughs> Weren't there little like robot dog pets for a while? There. Uh, yeah. Was it Ico? Um, yeah, yeah, they have those like Bluetooth yeah. ones, and then you know, kids yeah. used to play with like Tamagotchis and things like that. So, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Um, oh, listen, we've got uh, a super chat here, so I'll put that super chat up and play this money, 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 money. There you go, boom. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, Gorillas and Guns, uh, Hank McCormick. Uh, hey, you gotta, you gotta respect a dude named Hank. Um, so he says, uh, Hank. And then he did the fist, the the uh, the arm, the muscle power, strength. So there you go. Thanks. Uh, shout out to Hank McCormick. Um, uh, robots are gonna like. I know we robots were a thing for a while, and but it is coming back. It is coming back. We were looking. I think it was last week, Friday. We were talking about. Um, have you seen the new Optimus Prime toy that transforms and everything? Mm-mm. No, I haven't seen it. Uh, okay. It self-transforms. You got to Google this. You got to Google this. It's total insanity. Um, <laughs> you know, there's an Optimus Prime thing. The toy, you get it. It starts off in like a tractor trailer mode. It could transform into a robot, transform back down, stands there breathing. It could talk to you. Yeah, but it's seven hundred dollars. Oh, my know. gosh. Yeah, I mean, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's that. That's the beginning Look, of the for, revolution. <laughs> I don't know, man. For 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 seven hundred dollars, this thing should actually drive me around. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just yeah. saying, if I can't get in this, I'm going to feel ripped off. <laughs> uh, uh, power is power is still the issue with like robotics and things like yeah. that. They just require so much energy to be able to, especially the human like ones. To stay balanced and move like that. Obviously, cars are one thing. It's easy to roll things around. Mm-hmm. But uh, to make things walk is going to be a lot harder for power supplies, well, I, I think. Mean, and then they're going to gonna be super heavy. Yeah. To, to build a human-like robot, like the, the question about robotics is, does it need to be human-like? Yeah. Like, are you building yeah. something that needs to be like the... Not really. Yeah. You know, pe- people mm-hmm. say like robotics coming back. Robotics has never left. Because like, look at how cars are made. There's a big arm with a welder. Mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. and that's you know robot in its core and it does it's designed to do a specific function and it does it so mm-hmm. i don't know it, it's it's one of those i mean when you yeah, look at no. our 3d our 3d printers are very basic robots when you think about mm-hmm. it they, they move are. like a factory robot that's essentially what mm-hmm. they're doing yeah they're just manufacturing on a small scale and i so. think the reason why they're going uh human-like and i think why the reason why the chinese uh japanese lots of different people that are looking into robots are messing around the ones that look like humans because it's there it's more attractive and easier for us to trust them over when you look at the 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 ones that are modeled after animals that do whatever task that they're trying to build that robot for that looks scary even the dog ones when you see what those dog ones could do you're like oh yeah Mm -hmm. that looks like the reason why i have uh 50 bmgs (laughs) you know Um, so let me see, uh, JNY gave us a super chat. Here we go. Money, 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 Uh, money. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I I left the laugh in there. Um, he says, should robotic armaments, drones, walkers, um, uh, sentries be protected under the second amendment? Oh, good question. 
We'll let Alex take this first. <laughs> is there an actual question there? Like, yeah. I feel. I mean, <laughs> is, it, is, is it obvious? <laughs> um, Look, I, I have the right to keep and bear an, autom- uh, an autonomous weapon system if yep. I choose to. So, mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you I think? Think, I think? I think the only time, uh, I think you would only run into issues if there's like self awareness. Or I, or I could see you run into liability issues if you have like a drone that just roves over your property and then it shoots things as it goes without your input. So I think that's the well, only like, time where you'd run into an issue. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's always but a liability issue. It? But now, yeah, of course, yeah. you know. <laughs> I just think yeah. with like if fully autonomous weaponry, that could be an issue. Like, what's the liability? Like, if it yeah. kills something under its own protocol, are you responsible for if it? If you put a sign out there that says "Beware of robot," you're good. <laughs> Yeah, but as far as should yeah. you own it? Yeah, of course. I mean, why not? Yeah. Um, look, I think as as you said, Rolando, you know, aren't three D printers kind of robots already? Right? They're construction robots. Yeah. You yeah, know, on a, and, on a rudimentary level. Yeah, and the government is already afraid of it, and this is why we should mm-hmm. fight for their rights. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I just I just want to jog back to the like beware of robot. I just imagine <laughs> Skynet hanging the one little sign in their front door. You know, beware of T one hundred. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> yeah, that's liability. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, no liability. Yeah, we we took no, off. We funny. killed. Uh, what percent of the planet? Planet did they kill? Like 90 percent. Right. Of mm-hmm. the people on the planet, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. that's why Elon and all those people want to go towards. Uh, synergy with machines instead because they're like if we can't beat them then we just join them and that's how we combat them Uh, that i'm not down with i'm not getting chipped i'm not with that Uh, i'm not gonna get uh, yeah i'm not anything that they can start messing with your mind and embedding uh thoughts or controlling things like that that's where i draw the line i can see the advantages but of supplementing your thoughts uh but i can see the Mm. risk too so i think a lot of people would be down for it though Mm mm-hmm I'd go for it, yeah. you go for, but only you if I chipped? could. But only if I could control the firmware. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Okay. Do you think they're gonna let you control the firmware? <laughs> I mean, yeah. if I you're do it the, myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you're the one. You're one of the first people that they're gonna be sending drones after. <laughs> oh, I, I, I've been on that list for a while now. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I think that, first of all, robots have technically, like, I know we're having the robot conversation, but robots have been around for a long, long time. A long time. Mm-hmm. And they've been helping us in ways that we don't, like, someone might think, I don't know if Roomba is really a robot, but I, I would say so. I would say that that's a robot, but we've had, like, washing machines, those are robots. You know, mm-hmm. there's lots of different things that can do stuff for themselves. So, um... You know, ultimately, we're the ones that create them and we program them. And I think it's the same thing with guns, that we make guns, we build them, but they don't really think for themselves. It's kind of like an illusion, sort of, that that thing is thinking for itself. It's a program that it, that we're the ones doing. And that's where, the, that's where you run into the problems, right? Um, Google, for example, or YouTube that we're on right now is basically an algorithm but someone wrote it and that's why there's a ton of problems with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where you, you always run into the issues that exist. Um, the, the idea of them becoming sentient one day on their own going after people, um, I think it's probable, but I don't know how long it will take before we actually get to that point where, you know, 
I don't know what you guys think about that, where these things are actually really running themselves and thinking independently. Because I don't think the algorithm on YouTube thinks on its own, even though it does well, a lot of thinking. Well, we don't know yet, but I, I think we might almost see the AI itself before the robots like Terminator type of robots that go out and kill people. So maybe there might be an AI that can be self-aware that can go on the internet and cause problems mm -hmm. that way before like physically manifesting itself as like a droid army or something like that. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously if, if see, it was an AI that was on the internet, it could start controlling certain things, obviously mm -hmm. like drones and, mm -hmm. and maybe power plants and then cause disruptions like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, okay, you you say that, but you realize the entire Terminator series is on the internet already. So that AI is yeah. going to find the Terminator series, and they're going to learn oh. the end game right then. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. humans are actually crazy, and then they're going to go build. Then they're going to like be quiet on the internet and go actually build a drone army, and then just mm -hmm. merc all of us. That's yeah, true. I mean, they the can do that. Why, the reason why I bring it up isn't that what Musk is supposed to be working on? Like, I think that's more important to him, right? Uh, artificial intelligence and well, he wants to come he, he i think he's afraid of artificial intelligence so oh, okay he feels that the only way that we can combat it is by basically becoming androids and so combining ourselves with machines because he just thinks if we don't evolve in that way that we're basically done like if we stay organic the machines will be superior to us and we have to find a way to mm -hmm. you know level the playing field so if we can kind of combine the best of organic with you know machine then you can beat the, the machine that's only a machine basically yeah. let's see the comments so, on that armament and axis says seven of nine was hot yes jerry right <laughs> without a doubt uh, uh you know let me see uh then i think there's some people talking about skynet that that's going to become a thing what do you what do you think about that i don't know it's going to be i think it, we're i think we're far away from that actually happening i'm not oh, as no. afraid as he is oh no oh no we're definitely we're definitely not far away from that if really? you'll see the last year oh yeah the last year the dod has already come out they had their first test where they had an ai pilot it was in a simulator first because they mm -hmm. haven't built the planes yet but they had a pilot go against an ai in the simulator and the ai mm -hmm. annihilated the pilot every single time because the the ai also does not have the restrictions that a human can so if you're talking mm -hmm. about like a fighter it doesn't have to worry about G-forces. It doesn't have to worry about blacking out or anything like that or getting mm -hmm. shot, you know, because if the cockpit gets shot, the plane might still be able to fly, but if the pilot gets hit, they're dead. So the AI doesn't have to worry about that. It can get shot. It can take more damage. And they have now what's called the friendly wingman where pretty much you'll have one fighter flying and it'll have like five drones that fly in a squadron around mm -hmm. it and they can talk to one another and, and go in formation. So okay. they're actually about to get to the point where it's going to get pretty bad. I mean, um, that's drone. That's still drone technology. I don't know if that's of course. actually thinking. But, well, they're getting to the point where they could, they want to push it to the, they can start thinking for themselves yeah. or be semi-autonomous the, the because it makes it easier. If you're like, if let's say that, you send a bunch of drones out to fight and your base gets destroyed on the way there, then they can still go carry out the mission and try to figure out the way mm -hmm. to, you know, carry out the mission. So I know they yeah. want to do that for survivability and things like that. Right. I think, look, especially when you're dealing, oh, sorry, especially no, when you're ahead. dealing with China, mm -hmm. that now China has a much, they're building a much larger military force and they're relying mm -hmm. on, you know, a large Navy and ballistic missiles and things like that. So mm -hmm. a way for us to catch up to them is, 
We don't have the population, but if we can build a lot of drone fighters, they can supplement our forces and help combat that. Hmm. Of course, everybody's going to start doing that too. Yeah. Well, I think, so I know there's drones like this. For example, there's, you know, different companies have drones out there that will follow you and do that mm -hmm. kind of stuff that you're saying. But is that really that thing thinking for itself? So thinking for itself to me is the people who really have their, their finger on the, on the button for the nuclear football, right? The people who can actually launch that first uh, nuclear, you know, interballistic missile or whatever, those are actually human beings. Now, the way it's set up right now is people who have orders, right? And it's supposed mm -hmm. to be people. And those people will probably think about that a lot. You know, if you're, you're thinking, okay, I'm about to kick this off. I have family, you know, all those kinds of things go through your brain. Uh, computers, no, they won't think about that. <laughs> right? Of course, yeah, they won't I think, think about that. Mm -hmm. I think we get into the, the thought problem of mm -hmm. is, it, is it data processing or is it like there, there's, there's like an ex existential question to be asked about like why – I'm on this mission or doing this thing in the first mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. And if our, if our, if our computer can reach that point of reasoning, I think we can call it thinking, but before mm -hmm. that it's just data processing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ex yeah. Yep. You know what? That's why, that's why, uh, that's why we got you control Pew. Yep. There you, you do go. Again. You put out, I go where I'm together. needed. You make our words make sensical thoughts levels something like that you know <laughs> i don't know why that looked i don't know if that looked like that to everyone else but yeah it was a, that was your voice was super delayed mine <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm that, uh, on our screen it looks like uh yeah. we're all a little bit lagged when we yeah talk. i don't know if it's going out like that to the people hopefully it's not uh alaskan ballistics gave us um, some stuff here so here we go money 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 <laughs> money uh. Uh, he says, Isaac Arthur has a great channel on futurism and what we can do to mitigate the AI threat. The AI Gotta threat. check that out. Yeah, that'll be cool to check out. Okay, so let's talk about, we're talking about the future and technology, 3D printing. What do you have for us, Control Pew, so far as the future? Can you, oh, how Jesus. Far are we, uh, I, you know what? I saw today the first time I saw a commercial for uh, 3D printing glue on a YouTube video. 3D printing glue? Yeah, I was looking at some kind of... Huh. Uh, what? Okay. okay, so this is probably how my old brain interpreted what I saw. It was like, I think it was a commercial for 3D... Is there something... Is there a 3D printing glue? I mean, there is, but it's like... Mm -hmm. Depends on the, the application, so... I Yeah. It's yeah. supposed to help you get your prints off the bed more easily. I was like, how am I looking at a 3D... You know... Once again, these people are figuring out what I'm looking into yep. and running commercials at me based on that. But it was on the YouTubes. Um, or let me see. Was it the YouTubes? I don't know. It was something. Maybe it was Hulu or something like that that I was looking at. Some place where there's commercials that I was looking at um, and that came in. So, um, yeah. What's, what's, the new, what's the new hotness since the last time? Oh. I'm sure this is moving fast. What do we got? Well, like I said, there's the uh, the the bullpup Glock that'll be another couple months in R and D. Okay. Um, I've got a Shush Puppy, which is a like ninety percent three D printed suppressor. Mm -hmm. Takes hardware Sweet. store parts mm -hmm. and one gun part, but that's only because I can't figure out how to get out of half twenty eight threads. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so you've seen it in some videos. It's like a three pound suppressor. Um, I was working on it earlier, so let me just show you. Mm. 
if you can see this monstrosity. Oh. Yeah. So it's, so it's a modular suppressor. You can print as many of these baffles as you want, extend it as long as you want, and then file your form one. Oh. And then, okay. uh, you know, when you actually assemble it, it can be as long as you want, and then you might just have some spare parts lying around. Okay. How? Because, so how do yeah. you put these together with some long screws or? Yeah, quarter inch threaded rod, couple mm -hmm. couple hex nuts, couple washers on each end. Nice. And then, uh, in this little recess is going to be a little flash can, CAC Industries flash can. Go buy one now because you won't be able to find them in five minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> what does it say there? Oh, shush puppy. The shush puppy. Shush puppy. Oh, nice. So yeah, um, Have you that's coming any out. Prototypes yet? Or, or is yeah, that the one you had the video of? Yeah, I've got a, about a thousand rounds through my uh, R&D prototype, and oh, we're still still rocking. About a year of R&D on this one, so yeah. Hmm. Um, um, who are you working on with that? Can you tell us? Or uh, this one's just me tinkering around and playing. Okay. Yep. How how is, it, how is it sounding? Like, what are you doing to um, to you know, to to work with the decibel reduction and stuff like that on that one, or are you just um, are you yeah, it by I, ear, so to speak, pun intended. Pretty pretty much. Um, yeah. I don't have five grand to spend on the actual meter, mm -hmm. so I'm just going off of you know comparison with other cans, mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's pretty quiet. It's I want to I I don't have an actual rating because no one that I've worked with has the actual cans yet. Mm -hmm. Or the actual um, reader. Mm -hmm. or the, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. All that the, sensitive equipment is kind of expensive. Right. And, and really, the I think the big thing is you have to know how to use it, right? More than anything. Right. Um, so I think I, I, I'd thing. like to get this. I'd like to get mm -hmm. this down to the. Oh, God. Now I can't remember the name. It's the J situation. He does that show. He has a. a a page on YouTube mm -hmm. or not YouTube Instagram that does suppressor stuff mm -hmm. um, like actual scientific testing. Okay. And I can't remember who it is and it's going to bug me now, okay. but um, I'm trying to get one down to him so he can do the actual scientific testing compared to industry cans because mm -hmm. that would be really fun. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so do you, so let me ask you this. Do you know anyone like any suppressor manufacturers at all? I don't. Okay, um, I can nope. probably link you up with Dave from Liberty Suppressors if you want. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, that'd be cool. I'm not. Yeah. He's in. Yeah. Uh, he's in. They're in Georgia. Okay. So um, they've been around for a long time, and he's on the show here. So if you're interested, I could probably make that happen. Um, and maybe. Yeah, I. Uh, mm -hmm. It'd be cool if they could get me in and like to their testing lab, and we could run mm -hmm. some stuff like that i don't yeah. know that they'd be interested in like carrying this as a product though because it's like three pounds when you print it <laughs> right no i mean not not in that sense but just in a sense of like us all in the gun community helping each other right. i don't know if they would necessarily i mean at least i i know so first of all i don't want to speak for dave but i know dave right. would at least like talk to you <laughs> and tell you how they do their testing like I, i'm assuming that not everyone does their stuff in-house that they right. probably have some out-of-house people or someone who specializes in that that they go to and they're like, okay, we'll send these to you, you test it. They might they might do some things in-house to mess with that, but then also they can maybe tell you from all their years of doing it 
what kind of stuff worked and didn't work, you know. That right kind. I don't see you, and I don't know how how this comes across to you. I think it would be a good question to ask you here um, in a second, but um, I don't really see the the firearms industry and then folks like yourself that are moving forward, let's say 3D printing, right? You're a 3D printing advocate. I don't see you guys mm -hmm. being at odds. I don't know. Is some it? people do some people don't i i yeah. personally i don't care <laughs> we're, we're kind of gonna be here doing our thing uh mm -hmm. you know un until we get drone striked or something so <laughs> mm -hmm. i mean i i don't know I, I don't see us being at odds i it's there's a lot of different avenues that we could work together in mm -hmm. um that would be really cool and really beneficial for like everybody yeah, you know, and it should be one, one of the, as, as any as people yeah. turned you down. Have you had problems with that? You don't have to tell us specific people or no. I mean, it, it's 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 really just hard to get the meeting. You know what I mean? Okay. Hmm. Like so, for example, there's a, a company that makes really really cheap handguns, mm -hmm. and we like them and they're great. Mm -hmm. um, we we made a frame for it, and you know they uh, we we've asked them, and the entire you know printing. Uh, community has been asking them to, to just release a parts kit mm -hmm. and you know some of them are on board and think it's great others think it's not such a great idea and mm -hmm. that's on them mm -hmm. but i mean i know there's a market for it because we're watching like the price of the the parts so you yeah. know yeah it's one of those i don't know what company that could be i don't know does it begin <laughs> with an h <laughs> <laughs> but again and i mean uh, i don't want to single yeah, them out no, but like no, just rinse and repeat this for like a hundred yeah. other companies i know we got emails out to, yeah. to a lot of people uh in the industry and uh you know not it's it's i'm not complaining we just don't hear back because yeah. it's it's an unfamiliar territory for them it's new and new and strange technology and, you know, some of them aren't exactly comfortable with it, and that's fine. Yeah. I think we just – I it's, think – Go ahead. Well, I think any time that you – and this is a – you may not run into this with smaller companies, but you, you will run into it with larger companies. And it's kind of like the dirty little secret of some people may be like, well, why aren't some companies second 2A enough? Mm -hmm. It's like I'm sure a lot of them are, but at the same time, They've had to build their businesses in a regulatory environment that they basically have to invest to jump through all the hoops that, you yeah. know, coming with a business comes through. Whereas with home building, we can kind of just do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. So yeah, it's always is... so it'll always be. And this is with any business. It's like the taxi companies seeing uh, Uber is, and Lyft as a threat mm -hmm. because they have to spend money to get like medallions or whatever crap they have to get in like New York City or mm -hmm. all those major cities to get registered. Whereas Uber's like, I'm just gonna get in my car and take somebody's like call in an app and, and go. Mm -hmm. So you kind of circumvent the process. So I can see some will embrace it. Uh, I could also be afraid that in the future, some will try to push regulations once they embrace it. And then they'll be like, well, we don't want anyone competing against us. So now we're gonna pull a Springfield and push some sort of regulation where we're, we, we cut our own <laughs> loophole out and everyone else gets screwed. Mm -hmm. I, I could almost see that's the full circle that I could see in like five years where at first now they're like, Oh, 3d printing is stupid. Like that's not mm -hmm. a big deal. And then five years they've got industrial 3d printers and then they try to get patents to push everyone. All out the companies have 3d printers do right regulations. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. If, so, if there, if there is a company that has, that's doing any R and D that doesn't have a 3d printer, they're stupid. I, yeah. I don't yeah. know. They're, they're, yeah. We've reached a point in time. There's no other way to put that. They're just, they're behind and they're going to stay behind forever. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I, I know 
like I said, th there are a lot of ways that we can work with the traditional industry. We have a lot of very good, very talented designers. So if they wanted to say, hey, you know, we have and we design for nothing. Right. We're mm -hmm. we're, <laughs> we're making printed guns for zero dollars. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, if, if like Springfield wanted to reach out and say, hey, we'll give you 10 grand to design this gun, whoever designs it first, mm -hmm. you know. Here, yeah. Here's a list of parts, buy them for 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever, and then design the gun. You know, I'm sure there would be a lot of people in the community who would be like, oh, dope. Let's mm -hmm. party. Oh, they'd love and, it. And yeah. they would yeah. love bounties like that. Yeah. Let me get some, uh, let me get the super chat up here. Uh, here we go. Uh, wait, hold on. Didn't do it right. Let's see. Money, 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 money. Okay. <laughs> money. Um, Hank McCormick says <laughs> facial recognition and constant surveillance will be the first wave of AI. Hashtag Eagle Eye and Minority Report. So um, mm -hmm. you, I think we're already that's the kind of stuff is already going on. And this oh, is yeah. from uh, Shooting Gallery NE. Money, 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 money. He says, what's crackle lacking, everyone? Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> that's from uh, Shooting Gallery NE. So so I think this is a good subject. I, um, and I agree with what Rolando said. I think that there's so many different kinds of companies um, out there in the firearms industry that that's what makes it a variable, right? So mm -hmm. there's a lot of companies that are owned by one person who maybe got into this a long time ago. It's kind of old school, blah, blah, blah. And then there's, but that person's not actually in the business. There's other people running it. But ultimately, that person's in charge. And sometimes this makes it difficult to do things. Or some companies are run by committee. You know, there's not a lot of companies. Um, the smaller companies are run typically by one person or a family, and they're able to move faster. The bigger companies, is, it's like a, the big ship analogy, right? The bigger companies are big, massive ships, and they're slow to turn around. Some of that has to do with laws and all kinds of different things. And I think in some cases, there's intellectual property that comes into play. Um, like you guys don't necessarily, or the, or the 3D printing community doesn't necessarily have to worry about patents and all that kind of stuff but those companies yeah, have been sued <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> those companies have been sued people have sued them there's all that kind of stuff going on or they're worried maybe like okay they talk to you then something you know this all of that is what leads to it but i think that folks like yourself uh and and the other people in your community that really is the future because you can get in there and mess around with stuff and it, it, there is an investment of your time and your energy, um, but you they can almost use you guys as a way to figure out whether or not it's worth it to develop something. Yeah. Like a test bed, you know, and see if there's actually a, um, a demand for that. And I, and I feel like that's what happened with uh, High Point and the Yeet Cannon. Yep. Right? Did that, they ever actually release the Yeet Cannon? No, I think they're working on it. It is it is coming out, but I think uh, the development on that, from what I hear, and we do have someone from High Point that comes on the on the podcast here from time to time, and he's cool, Dave. Shout out to him. Um, they actually technically sponsor this podcast. Oh, nice. Um, so because um, they have ownership of Barnules, and so when you guys hear us talking about Barnules ammo, that's also under the kind of High Point umbrella. Um, and and I think if you guys remember when the Yeet Cannon became a thing, it was un it became undeniable to them. Mm -hmm. 
right? But remember, mm -hmm. they've got this, they've got the the stuff that they're using right now <laughs> to sell guns and no problem selling it, even though it's an old kind of clunkier design. You know, high points are still selling. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's got the price point, so. Yeah. And once you switch over, once you get new molds, and they're not really going to be 3D printing all of those. Right. You know, so that we're talking molds and stuff like that. So to actually make the investment, you know, in like, in, uh, what is it called? Investment grade or, you know. Casting. Uh, casting, yeah. Mm -hmm. Once you really get into all of the stuff that goes on that that's gonna that needs to take place there, it's kind of expensive. Mm -hmm. So, um, when do you? Well, think might be the go ahead. It might be the catch twenty two of since gun sales have been mm -hmm. through the roof for the past more than a year now. That for them the cost benefit is we just keep selling our our existing stock so mm -hmm. much at capacity that mm -hmm. what is it worth for is it worth it for us at this exact moment? Uh, to finish the tool, you know, the retooling and start the new product line when our existing product lines are dominating so much mm -hmm. uh, in yeah. the current climate. So, yeah, and, especially and I, if they I, think I, I new regulations come down. So, mm -hmm. yeah, right. And I, I want to be clear: like this is all with love. Like we love High Point, um, mm -hmm. but yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> we I mean, love the more. <laughs> yes, and what I would like to do is help you on that. That's why I'm having the conversation. You know, obviously, like I, I'm giving you guys full disclosure here, but I'm I'm not afraid of like companies getting mad at me because I think we need to push some boundaries, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and we need to make some connections and we need to figure out how to work with each other. And I think that companies are losing out to ignore people like Alex and the other guys mm -hmm. that are out there doing this. I think you're you're losing out in a massive way. It doesn't mean look. You don't have to get all the way into bed. <laughs> Just keep a relationship going. It's like if you look at Toyota and Tesla, Toyota was actually invested in Tesla in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Then they're like, oh, this is crap. We're getting all the way out. Now they're kind of like begging Tesla to help them out because they made a bet on hydrogen cars. And that either, well, it has definitely hasn't paid off yet. Might never pay off for them. You know, and and regulations and all that kind of stuff are coming into play here, but they already sold out a Tesla. Can you imagine what the value was of when they sold out a Tesla? How many ever years ago? Mm -hmm. Now they have to buy all the way back in here. So what I'm saying, if you're a company out there, um, especially the bigger companies, you have the wherewithal to look at guys like Alex and figure out a way with the lawyers and everything that you can go, what do you guys need? Do you need uh, better print, uh, 3D printers? I think we can get you some, you know, something more think, industrial or something like that. I think two good parallels in industries that do a very good or have been doing a better job at this are first the automotive industry. They embrace the aftermarket culture and people that modify cars. And eventually you see brands, especially like Jeep is a good example where they'll mm -hmm. see people push their Jeeps off-road then you'll see new jeeps come out with features that used to be modifications that people made and sometimes they'll ask people like hey you go out on moab all the time what are some things you'd like to see in your vehicle or what are some things you've tried and they'll bring those people in and help them design things and the other industry that you see it in is the video game industry where you'll have somebody modify a video game and either make it better or create something new although you know we've seen that before with a lot mm -hmm. of different games and uh, they'll bring them in and sometimes those companies will hire that, you know, that modder and, and bring them into the fold and they'll create their new games. I mean, uh, 
Player Unknown's Battlegrounds was a mod. Uh, Counter Strike. Uh, a lot of those games started that way, and they become their own thing in their own right. So I think the gun community should embrace that too. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how they embraced uh, first the uh, the competition side of shooting and started catering to that audience. Now you can cater to the gust- the custom builders and yeah. 3D printing community and try to incorporate those guys, bring them in, and let them innovate new products. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're, we're not. Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. I was say we're not doing anything new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except we are doing so. We are doing everything new for the firearm space. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe that's not too exactly. Pompous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but that's what it is. Yeah. 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 I know mm-hmm. there's people in the firearms industry that listen to this. They just don't say anything. You know, they kind of sit back in the shadows and they listen to what's going on here. Um, I think it is a good idea to at least reach out to these guys and uh, stay in communication and see you know if there's things that you could do to help these guys out uh flying rich gave us a couple of bucks here so here we go money 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 he says <laughs> mad, mad props to control pew uh flying rich is like when when i get 3d printed stuff. that's flying rich uh typically so far has been the one 3d printing stuff for me so he and i chat quite a bit yeah good dude yeah he is yep. he is yeah um don't ever get in a plane with him, but yeah, he's. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is my uh, is my stream dead for you guys? It looks like it looks like frozen. you're just yeah frozen there. Okay, do you want me to restart or do you just want to roll? Um, it? uh, it's up to you. You can you can you can drop out and then dial back in if you need to. All right, let me let me yeah, try we'll, that. We'll uh, some see the government man. The government's first. His feed has to go through the CIA servers first man <laughs> you know nsa or something like that is <laughs> going through that feed first mm-hmm. yeah making it difficult i actually i hope not i hope that's not what's going on there um but definitely industry people um find out about the different guys there's control pew and actually when he comes back i'll, I'll have him list out some other people to help out and then um, I, ivan the troll is pretty awesome yeah um yes i've heard of ivan also mm-hmm. um does he do does he go on shows i don't know if ivan reveals himself but he does have a youtube channel but i've mm-hmm. never seen him actually reveal his his own face but maybe he will go on and like just keep his face hidden or something i'm not sure you'd have to ask mm-hmm. alex or uh to link you up with him yeah but he produces great content and yeah. uh, he goes very in depth. Like I know he did a video. He's working on 37 millimeter ammunition mm-hmm. and trying to make it work. So he went through, you know, the projectiles that he's trying to make and all that stuff in the process mm-hmm. and his logic behind it. And even like powder charges and how to try to create all that. And eventually mm-hmm. how he wants to make smoke rounds and, mm-hmm. and different things like that. So he's yeah. he's produces some cool stuff. I think we got you so. back. Yeah, I'm back. Though. Doesn't look like, like my yes. stream is any better, but... No, you're looking well. No, no, yeah. you look good now. Now we can see you're you're in yeah. sync. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> so here's the thing. So if the industry was listening to you, let's say the industry was listening to this conversation. Who are the top people? Obviously, I'm going to say Alex from Control Pew, number one in the list, going down a list. But give us like your short list of of people that the industry we should all be looking at, and we should because let's not wait for the industry to do everything. We need to help these guys out also. Who do we who do we help out? Who do we look at? Um, said on my radar, there's um, Matt Larosier. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very like a, a lot of the guys in the community don't want to be public or don't want to be super public about 3D printing. And they don't they're, they're just private people. They don't want to be sort of in front of a camera. Um, so get in touch with uh, me, Matt. Um, Ivan the Troll is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty responsive on on Twitter and Instagram. So you can get a hold of him um, pretty easily. Um, there are there are a lot of the guys. Um, Print you repeat is pretty plugged into the community. Um, Booligan Shooting Sports is pretty 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 prominent there. So there are there are a handful of people to get in get in touch with if you have ideas for a project or uh, again if like if there's something you want to talk about um, and they can plug you into you know the smaller groups the niche groups the interest groups who are working on more specific things that might be a little more applicable to whatever it is that you from the industry you want to talk about mm-hmm. yeah i see um good i would say atlas arms is another one they're they're like more focused on ammunition um but they're doing a lot of work over there so uh, there, there there are a lot of people with a lot of focuses mm-hmm. um and it's it's hard to say who, but there are uh, there are a handful of us who can who who would love to connect you to someone else who, uh, who who's more of a subject matter expert in whatever it is you guys want to talk about. Okay, awesome. I see Flying Rich says Crumpy 3D prints. Uh, so John Crump. Yeah. He's uh, yeah he's mm-hmm. out there doing stuff. Um, uh, let's see here. When do you think that? Uh, when do you think three D printers are going to come more into use? Like when? When do you think they'll replace molds? In other words, like when do we get to that? Because right now, a lot of a lot of gun companies are using three D printer three uh, D printers, especially for prototypes or little parts. Mm-hmm. How long is it right. before they just skip that and and jump right straight to three D printing everything? I mean, we're, we're going to have to see a change in, in the material science, I think, mm-hmm. just because the way a 3D printer works, like, because it's building in two dimensional layers. Mm-hmm. So every time you have the, the, the sort of intersection of those layers, you've, you're creating a weak point in your final part, which you don't have with molds and injection molding. So it is a subpar part when compared to something injection molding but you could get better results um there you could get a more interesting shape with 3d printing that you can't get out of injection molding so i don't think they're ever going to replace injection molding this is just going to be an additional thing Mm -hmm. um that that does exist like I want to say, you know, we have Delrin um, that that you you know cut on lathes and stuff like that. That you know, injection molding didn't replace that. That's still a thing that it, that that mm-hmm. that exists. So, so maybe, it's just another manufacturing process for okay. you know. And as we get into it, though, people will find specific purposes, specific shapes that they need to make that they can make with injection molding or on a lathe mm-hmm. or a mill. And this just fits the bill, and it can do it cheaper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, will will 3D printing help to make making molds easier? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um I mean, it just well it, it it and again, it's a lot of it's going to depend on your final application, but there are already people who are 3D printing and then doing like a lost the 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 most common sort of lost wax. Uh 
lost wax casting, mm-hmm. except with PLA. So the, this this is already happening. People are doing it. They're doing it successfully in garages. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the industry can can find a way to to adapt that to use it. So, mm-hmm. you know why a knucklehead like me knows about something like that? The what is that? wax method. My dad actually wrote a book on that. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. My father has that's his, nuts. Yeah, my dad has his master's degree in metallurgical engineering from Brunel. So he wrote a book that was his master's thesis on that and then he when i went to it's the whole reason we lived in nigeria he was a professor at polytechnic university in kaduna in nigeria and he taught that and the lost wax process comes uh from africa hmm that's that's where that uh, i didn't know that that's awesome yeah 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 that's how a lot of art and stuff remember they had a lot of gold and they used that to make a lot of gold statues and and different things so um so yeah, that's why I know about that little nerdy tidbit I can throw out every now and then, you know. Um, yeah, so um, you know, I I, uh, I I'm I'm really curious to see like uh, how long it takes before everyone. I think we're starting to get in that direction. What do you guys think? I know, like I haven't done it. I I haven't done it just because. It's, you know, I'm slow to take up to anything with every, all the craziness going on. But how long do you think it is before every gun guy has, like, a 3D printer? Just like how right now every... Well, I don't know. Does every gun guy have an AR-15? That might not uh, be... No, I think if... No. Yeah, no, definitely not. Some people no. are pistol people just in general, too. Oh, um, and they don't... So, so and the, yeah, there's AK guys... Mm-hmm. I think I was talking to someone. I think you yeah. kind of have to ask yourself how many people actually build uh, either. You've got different spectrums. You've mm-hmm. got the the dudes that will mm-hmm. buy parts and then put together like an AR-15, mm-hmm. but it'll be like an upper and a lower. So they mm-hmm. they won't even worry about putting the barrel on. It's already all there together. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the next step where they buy everything. And, you know, they'll put the barrel together. They'll do the entire gas tube, all that completely from scratch. Then you've got the 80% people. Mm-hmm. So you have to see how many of those, each of those people there are. It's probably not that many when we think about it. There's a lot, but as far as percentage of gun owners, I'm not really sure. And yeah. then you can put the 3D printer guys probably with that 80% crowd and, and going up because it will be a little bit easier as time goes on. But Yeah, and I think um, maybe the laws, just like with AR-15s, right? Like there are a lot of gun guys that didn't have an AR-15 until the powers that be start talking trash about going after the AR-15s and then everyone wants to get in. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think probably the same thing's going to happen in this space because right now the powers that be are talking about 3D printing, right? We, we got to talk yep. about this, the fact that you're here, Alex. Uh, I yeah. know you've probably spent the last couple of weeks talking about this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and I don't know if you're tired of talking about it yet. You could tell us. No, I mean, it's it's like I assume. Are you referring to the executive order? Yeah. No, action, whatever the dude said. Well, there's things. Um, there's people specifically looking at you guys to solve the problem. We're going to go after these bad, you know. Right. They're going to try and solve the problem, but we're going to ignore them or listen and then do something else. Um, You you can only regulate so far. 
right? Mm -hmm. If they say you can't 3D print anymore at all, that's everyone's going to be mad at them Mm -hmm. Uh, and people just won't listen. And it'll be like, I don't know, marijuana or anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I I don't like I. I mean, so what do you so specifically here? I'll give you a specific one. Um, The ATF. There's um there's leaked documents with the ATF saying that they're going to serialize blocks of metal or anything that could be turned into, uh, that can be easily turned into a firearms part. What are you thinking about that? Um, good luck. <laughs> uh, there there's a lot of blocks of metal that you could make into a gun. Um, just saying, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there there are there are a lot of precursor oh, parts. Yeah, and, and you. You get you have to build a regulatory scheme to contain all of that, and then you have to convince people that it's constitutionally, I don't know, allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've reached a point where enough people just aren't going to care or are going to challenge the constitutionality of it. I think uh, just to, to step more speci- specifically into 3D printing, I don't know that anything can be – hmm. I don't know that anything can be said until they say something specific. So okay, from your part, you think it's not a good idea, to, right? You're you don't want to give them uh, ideas or right. Well, I mean, they don't even have an idea yet. This is this is, it's, okay. and I think this is something that Matt pounds into me uh, on the daily when we talk. Mm-hmm. Is uh, it's a draft document. They don't even know what they want to say. This is pie in the sky stuff. This is revision one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think the leak was tactical on their part, and it was designed to get everybody in a tizzy about this. And oh, you can't do this or this or this, and we'll get into the nitpicky details and start feeding them like critiques of their paper. Um, so I think any statement okay. beyond you know it's wildly unconstitutional and good luck, said bachelors is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree with you. Um, I think they've got experts advising them although yeah that particular leak doesn't seem like there's a lot of expertise behind it it's just like a broad brush kind of situation and um it's ridiculous but the thing i feel about it is yes it's ridiculous and very difficult to implement even if it happened but i don't think they care about that i think they just care about being able to say you did something illegal you're a felon now Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yes. think so. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think the last year has also shown that uh, Americans are much more compliant about things than many of us wish they were. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are disappointed in that. Yeah. Uh, I, I would definitely be one of them. Just mm-hmm. that it's taken so many people in blue states like a year to finally really start getting upset about certain things. And Do I you think, think they're that upset. Even, I don't think they're upset yet. We're still in lockdown. Well, I think I think people are finally starting to do it, but this is already more than a year later. So the fact mm-hmm. that people are starting to get riled up is the problem. Mm-hmm. They should have been riled up a long time ago. And I think even even conservatives have shown a lot of times like uh, people on the conservative side, they just they'll just kind of like sit by and be like, oh, well, whatever, man. Like, as long yeah. as they're not. Why are, me, why are those? Why are, yeah. Why are they still wearing <laughs> yeah. masks? Why are they still doing all of this? You're saying all these people have gotten uh, a vaccine. Right. Well, I, I, somebody somebody what, mentioned 
somebody brought up a really good parallel and it made me laugh because it's it's just so poignant they're like you have all these people on the internet that are like i'm ready for the dance i'm ready for the boogaloo but then they put a mask on when they go into into walmart yeah so how, how compliant are you that you're ready to like go you're ready to go fight for all these things, but then you'll wear a mask in, in a store. I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine, but don't go around saying that you're going to start the boogaloo or all this stuff. If you'll comply with a mask, like that's a little bit ridiculous. Clearly you're not that, uh, you're not that you're just talking a lot of garbage. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't talk garbage, that's fine. You can do whatever you want, but there's a lot yeah. of blustering, a lot of fake mm -hmm. uh, tough guys or people that just say a bunch of junk. And it's like, yeah, the it's reality really is anything. few people are going out there to do it on their own and getting thrown into the wood chipper. Yeah. And, and I think people are comfortable. People are comfortable and we still have some states that are good enough. So it, it's kind of the mentality of like why people, you know, people getting mad about what's going on in like Minneapolis and things like that. I know this is a little bit out there, but at the same time, it's like, why do I need to get mad if the people of Minneapolis voted to defund the police and do all that stuff and burn the city down? If they want to do that, they can go ahead and do it. If they come near me, then I'm going to have a serious problem with that. But if they're not, doing it with me and that's their state at the end of the day like you just gotta let people do what they want to do and if that's what they want to do hey, hey let them let them vote for that you know that's not yeah. my problem you get what uh, you and i think for. that's how a lot of people yeah i think that's how a lot of people feel it's like am i going to go over there and fight for california and all those people if they don't want to do anything when florida's okay no i'm not going to do it yeah uh, you perhaps know. we're just the, too we're too bored in society we have it too good we need something bad to happen. I think that's the big thing about COVID-19, which is really manufactured. I'm not saying it's not a real thing, but the panic and the urgency and all that kind of stuff is really manufactured. And it's working because so many people need that. They need mm -hmm. something to be, even on our side, they need something, we, we need something to get mad about and to talk about, to like, oh, this is so terrible, you know? Yeah, Never, conflict. Yeah. If you if you talk to your parents, if you talk to your parents' parents, you know, or if you if you're lucky enough to go back further than that, we're freaking living already in a in a utopia. Comparatively mm -hmm. to how these people grew up and the things that they had to put up with and go through and the things that happened to them and how hard they had to work, we just don't have it like that. <laughs> yeah, I think we're 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 pretty heavily spoiled. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's it's gonna be a minute before uh, anybody mm -hmm. wants to wants to take a leap leap off that bridge. Yeah, so. yeah, I, yep. absolutely right. Um, JNY gave us a super chat here. This is a question for you. Money, 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 money. Okay, so by the way, <laughs> whoever wants to record one of those, you can easily do it, and then I'll sample it, and you know, you could be famous here, like uh, Gorillas and Guns. <laughs> Um, he says, do you see, oh wait, just want to talk so damn much it went away. He says, do you see additive metal or desktop CNC taking a leap in the community anytime soon? Boom. Probably not additive metal, at least not for another decade, just because the cost of the material is really high. Um, and the, the machine cost, like it, it, it takes quite a bit of money to build that machine. Um, with the laser and then the temperature controls and everything else that you have to do in order to hold material at a very specific temperature for that long and then just have the laser do that much more exciting to create your, your 3D printable part. So the machine is, is expensive. The materials are expensive. I don't know that it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. Mm -hmm. um, and you're cheating with the desktop CNC, but that's... That's another like there are people doing things and you you already know about them because I know where you where you, what discords you hang out, Johnny. 
<laughs> what discords are you hanging out on? Uh, so Fudbusters has a Discord, and as oh, do okay. I. Um, mm-hmm. They're both accessible through Subscribestar, and mm-hmm. uh, he's he's one of the dudes hanging out in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. See, busted. So, yeah, yeah. We, um, we we talk about a lot of stuff that uh, that isn't necessarily public, and we're we're seeing a lot of things in the CNC community um, that are that are cropping up that are really interesting. Mm, okay. Um, do you want to talk about? Do you want to take a, uh, the opportunity here to talk about what you three D printed? Huh? Um, Rolando. Or, well, I was talking to Rolando, oh. but I mean, if you've got stuff you <laughs> oh, want to oh. get into, yeah. Oh, just, yeah, we already talked about mine. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, just just the regular stuff, just like regular like Glock nineteens and things like that. Mm. So nothing. I haven't done any of Alex's cool crazy stuff, but again, it's because you can't really get parts. So. A lot of my prints haven't even necessarily been 2A stuff. It's been more refining the printer and getting it going and, and doing more fun stuff lately yeah. until you can get Are you a, a worried about talking about something stuff. that you're working on if it's not working right? Is that what it is? Uh, no, no. I don't mind. About it. I just don't have anything to put together. <laughs> like okay. I said, I've got no parts to put it together. Yeah, so the last time the like, last time I saw the last time I saw Joanna, you were in the background and you had like a Glock frame or something you printed. They didn't go quite well. So oh, this yeah, is that you, will, could, you could talk to Control P about it. He might be able to, you know. Oh, I've I've spoken to him before. I've got I've yeah, got but things the, down. I mean, once he explains, you know, come on, this is entertainment once, uh, purposes here, you know. Once he uh, once he explained, well, one of the great things about what a lot of the guys that do in the community is that they won't just produce the files for you. They'll actually mm-hmm. go. They'll produce a tutorial, and so it makes it very easy to you know kind of go through and and. It takes away a lot of the trial and error because a lot of the times when you get a file, okay, great, you've got the file, but you know what temperatures should you be printing at? Um, what support settings do you want? Because obviously you're printing something that can have overhanging pieces. You can't print in midair, so you have to print. The printer has to create a platform or support material for that. Uh, you know that for whatever you're trying to print to be supported. Mm -hmm. So if you choose the wrong material, sometimes there'll be way too much of it. So I had an issue where I printed, you know, like a frame and around the trigger guard, that's obviously the weakest point of the entire frame since it's Mm -hmm. the thinnest. And there was just way too much support material. And you also have to make sure that your printer is calibrated well enough that it will try to print around very closely, only like a millimeter or so around certain parts but if your printer's not perfectly calibrated it'll be too close and it'll start fusing so when you try to remove that material after the print is done uh as was the case with me my trigger guard uh my printer wasn't tweaked enough so pretty much my support material fused with the trigger guard when i tried to remove it the trigger guard broke so that was a useless print uh Mm -hmm. next time i changed the way the support material was i used a, a much smaller percentage and a lot thinner and this time it came out perfect. So the frame was perfect and trigger guard was fine around that. I had plenty of clearance. I tweaked the printer a little bit uh, and it came out great. Now I'm pretty confident that I can keep using those settings and mm-hmm. uh, those prints will come out fine with, you know, regular frames. But okay. I definitely want to print. I would definitely want to experiment with printing upside down because I started printing frames right side up just so that, you know, the top rail area that touches the slide will be perfectly smooth. But that means that you have to deal with more support material underneath, like the trigger guard and all that stuff that you have to remove. And that's extraneous material that takes up more plastic and more print time. So Alex can probably talk about what he thinks the best way to print like a regular pistol frame yeah. is, whether right side or 
or what what do you think um, is it worth like is the comprom is having your you know the rail side the upright side being perfectly smooth more important than dealing with you know the inconvenience of the material underneath or yeah, I, I think, think wasting the, the extra print time and material, having the supports on the outside is a lot better and a lot easier than digging them out of the inside. Yeah, um, it, it just it, it causes a lot of problems or a lot of thin faces in there that you might break. So uh, it, it, it's again like it's dealer's choice, though. Do what you want. Like mm -hmm. have fun with it. Yeah. Um, and, and when you make when and you will make mistakes and when you do, it was a four dollar print or whatever. Throw it in the trash, mm -hmm. start a new one, um, yep. you know, analyze your analyze your mistake and then do it better the next time. And then just evolve in it and continue like that. And then take all that knowledge that you accumulate into the next project that you do. So definitely uh, it, it's that's that's really the core of it right there. I mean, yeah, you know, sounds like do, don't do, do the things mistakes. that you want to do. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. make. Mistakes. Yeah. And. And I know one of the things that I've gotten over with first is that uh, 3D printing takes a long time. So like a replicator or something like that from Star uh, from Star Trek. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you one of the things at first when you start printing is that you always want to watch it or you want to pay attention to it at all mm -hmm. times. And you get excited about it, but then you realize, oh, it's going to take like two days to print this out or it's going to take like 30 hours or something like that. And so you yeah. learn quickly to like kind of get over that and you just kind of set it and forget it. And then. You just come and check on it periodically to make sure it didn't spaghettify or the cat didn't jump and start trying to hit the spool because she's interested in it. Right. <laughs> but uh, luckily, she hasn't actually been a problem. She watches it, but she doesn't bother it. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, but <laughs> I'm sure you do that. Yeah. And then once you get over that, then it's actually a lot of fun because you kind of forget about it. And then all of a sudden you show up in the room and you're like, oh, my God, look, something just appeared that I totally mm -hmm. forgot about. So that kind of like creates the magic of, hey, this you know, this thing that this thing that wasn't here before is now like a few hours later is manifested and it's a physical mm -hmm. object. Whereas mm -hmm. before you just saw it as, you know, a 3D rendering on a screen. So it's really awesome and satisfying to see that happen yeah. with anything, not just 2A stuff, you know, even uh, the other day, Joe, Joe and I like, you know, all of our nerdy stuff. And it's really awesome to, hey, let's go buy this the souvenir or this figurine from this franchise or video game then we like it's like well let's just print it out and we paint it ourselves and we don't have to pay like an exorbitant amount for the stupid thing it's probably made in china anyway mm -hmm. so we just print it out ourselves for a few cents and and we can choose anything that we want and maybe even print unique things that you can't even buy in a store so mm -hmm. it's pretty awesome yeah it's fun you just have to you can't I, and and i'm not doing it yet but i think like a lot of things like this i look at it you can't be afraid to mess around with it you know just get in there and start making mistakes and if you enjoy it you'll keep doing it and you'll get better but you might figure out some stuff just by making those mistakes mm -hmm. you know or you might you know you might invent some kind of method or come up with stuff you know i like looking at the videos of the guys who are testing their prints so to see like oh is this stronger <laughs> what's mm -hmm. the strongest way to do this what's the lightest <laughs> they all of that stuff to me is like fascinating you know? Yeah, I wish I, I wish more people would be comfortable doing that stuff on video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because mm -hmm. there uh, the community has a lot of it, and there are a lot of talented people in there who just like to print. Um, 
but it would be good to get that stuff out in front of people so people understand what's going on yeah. behind the scenes. We don't just appear with look a gun, you know, you can see, OK, this has been tested in a hundred different orientations, a thousand different times and yeah. uh, half a dozen different materials by a yeah. hundred people. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's it. Uh, yeah, we need more. Be pe- cool. We do need more people to do that. I think I'm probably going to buy my machine and leave it over with Babyface. You know, he likes building stuff. I'm going to go, okay, start messing around with this. But He'll be printing stuff all the Here's time. Here's the problem. He doesn't want me giving him instructions on anything. So well, I know. Well, you can just send them to the guide.controlp.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Lola, Lola's trying to keep us on the straight and narrow. She says uh, digital rights management, DRM to 3D print files has been floating around the 2A community. What does Alex think about that? I know you wrote an article. <laughs> Kill it with fire. Yeah. Kill it with fire, salt the ashes, and then just like chuck it into a volcano. So I know you, uh, wrote, you do- wrote an article on this. You want to explain what it is to people? Because look, you know what's funny? There might be some people, I don't know, who don't know what that is. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the bad uh, myself and uh, Ivan the Troll wrote an article for Ammoland mm-hmm. um, a couple weeks ago. And the the idea so DRM is a way of controlling a specific file and as far as like ownership of it, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was tried once upon a time with like the Apple Store back way back in the day of iTunes and it was a mm-hmm. horrible idea that died almost immediately because the internet broke it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it basically prevented you from copying this music that you paid for on the iStore or the iTunes store to any other device using any other media player. Mm-hmm. So you could only use Apple. You could only use um, uh, the, the iTunes store, the iTunes to play, player to, play to ever play this song. You couldn't right. share it with anyone. Right. And mm-hmm. so uh, generally speaking, the internet didn't like that. They cracked it almost immediately. And uh, it, it was suggested again a while ago, regarding the distribution of 3D printed gun files as a way for the industry to get involved in the space. And on, on, on the face, it's a really innocuous idea, and it would be fine if, you know, Springfield wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. The problem that comes up is the second it's somewhat functional, it has any breath of life, some halfwit politician is going to say, hey, this is a great idea. Now, this is the only way you can do this distribution. And you have to have an FFL to sign on to it. And you have to have an FFL to get anything out of it. And oh, by the way, now you home, you, you Johnny home printer with an Ender 3 have to go to your FFL, fill out a 4473 for some FUD who doesn't know how to use a thumb drive to download the file and put it on the thumb drive for you to then take home and screw up. And oh, by the way, this is a single use file. So it self-destructs as soon as you hit print. Um, and if you mess it up, you can't you have to go back and buy another one and do another. So this is that's that's where the poison pill is, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. the idea, the DRM idea, it's it's bad, but whatever. If the industry wants to do it, they're gonna do it. Yeah, the they poison don't need pill to, is in the next need, step. Yeah, they don't need anyone suggesting that they do that. Um, right. They <clears throat> they would try it, and yet, like you said, of course, people would go past it, and then you're creating yeah. a thing now where it, they're in an adversarial position with the consumers out there. Because what are they going to sue you? Yeah. Right. They, you know, no, that's the, a big thing to start going after your customers or all of the stuff involved with that, right? 
yeah, it's it, it's it's just a mess. And now you've got, you know, now now you know, little Jimmy who wanted to put Hatsune Miku on the side of his Glock. Um, <laughs> gets raided by the ATF at two o'clock in the morning because he, you know, violated their DRM. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, now Glock is actually suing you uh, for mm-hmm. for violating their DRM, and it's a felony. Yeah. So you just get screwed by everybody. Yeah. It's it's very anti-consumer. Why mm-hmm. uh, why would someone? And I'm, and I'm not trying to like get into things with people or whatever because I'm over that. You know, I th- I feel like I've said whatever I have to say about it. But why would someone? Um, why would it be in someone's interest to suggest that or go down that path? I mean, probably because he knows more about the gun industry than he does any other industry. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, this is not a new idea. They tried it in the music industry. They tried it at the film industry. Both ideas have basically died. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, it's it's almost, you know, it, it's it's like it was a it was a half idea that was, you know. Sp- bat out in front of a camera out into the world and it really should have just been thought over a little further mm-hmm. y- yeah mm-hmm. i think you know it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning um are these two things adversarial to each other is 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 there an adversarial relationship between the industry and the consumer obviously we know where the atf is right we know where the folks out right. there in the government but we're supposed to be on the same team go ahead no, the, the ATF hates everybody and mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the gun people, the community is sort of like we're, we're predictable. We're going to do what every community of people on the Internet do, which is sort of break the rules around sharing and all that other stuff, because data is, you know, th- there's a principle of like data love where, you know, just share the data and let it out there without any restrictions. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of core to the Internet as a whole. It's it's not even just the gun printers. Mm-hmm. It's 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 almost universal. Um, mm-hmm. And the industry is going ha- just with that knowledge in hand, the industry can respond in any way they want to respond. So they can do this DRM thing if they really, really want to. Um, is going to be frowned upon by a lot of people. A lot of people are going to hate him for it. Um, or they can, you know, play nice and and respond in a different way and collaborate with us in, in a more productive manner mm-hmm. instead of trying to take us at the knees. And yeah. it, so the ball's entirely in their court. If if they want to, if they want to try and you know knock the, knock the wind out of us, like they'll do a better job than the ATF or any anti gunner ever could. Um, if they you know, if they want to if they want to not even help us, just sort of use us for the things that we're good at, um, then we'd be open to that, too. And that'd be a much healthier relationship. But it's it's entirely in their court. Yeah, I think the future is always with the dangerous people. And therefore, the most people out there uh, magnetize to the folks who are dangerous. And what I mean by that, the folks on the edge who are pushing the limits, etc. And that's where things get developed. We see that all the time. We see it in the music business that you discussed before. We see it in other places. So the fact, if you go back to, uh, what the hell was it that was streaming music again? Um, remember back? Napster? No. Yeah, Napster. Streaming yeah. music. Yeah, so when, when, that's, when that actually happened, that changed everything. Before mm-hmm. that... Uh, the industry was super controlled and locked down. You had to go to these major labels and you had to go through just specific distributors and all that kind of stuff. It changed everything, right? 
Um, and then as that evolved to now, it's the same kind of thing. It's where you can have someone come out of nowhere in any genre of music. Um, a kid somewhere decides to start doing this thing and then people start sharing in and like, oh, did you see this? That person becomes real popular. If you become popular enough, the industry will look at it and then maybe come to them and sign them to some kind of deal. And there it goes. They figure out how to get their thing going. I think it's the yep. same thing in this industry that you know, people need to be able to develop what the people want on the dangerous, edgy side of everything. And if some, if everyone goes, oh my God, I want that, um, I want that uh, bullpup Glock right there. I gotta have it, and it becomes a thing. <laughs> then the industry could look at that and go, oh, that's interesting. People actually really want this. <laughs> now mm -hmm. you make a better version of it. <laughs> Who? Hey, yeah, I, I would, I would be over the moon if Glock said, you know what, we're gonna make a bullpup Glock thirty four. Mm -hmm. I would lose my mind. That would be hilarious. Um, and I'd buy like five. Yeah. Well, I don't think they have a bullpup, bullpup Glock 34. I am pretty sure they have a, um, carb a carbine, a Glock carbine. I am really sure of that. They have that. They've developed that. Right. You they know? cannot. No, they've developed it, mm -hmm. man. They just don't have any interest. Like for them, time is so goes slower than it does for us. When you're when you're a bigger entity, time goes slower for you. Um, mm -hmm. w w you know, you they can make a lot of money for a lot for a long time off of whatever guns they have right now. So why do they have to put that out? They'll wait until they're not making money off of something that it, that they're putting out there now before they ever think about that. I also think that sometimes there's a. I know that we have a lot of American companies that stagnate and don't do things, but Glock being a European company and not having a consumer a consumer market domestically, like in Europe, mm -hmm. I think that also affects certain things because they really only develop weapons for military and police. So for them, it's like if they have a built-in industry and a built-in client, so they don't necessarily need to innovate because they know we're going to get a ton of government contracts anyway. So. We might have this carbine in the background, but it will come out whenever one of our military police clients actually say yeah. they really want a Glock uh, submachine gun or something like that. Then it will come out and then they'll be like, all right, well, I guess we can make it for the civilian market, too. Today, have you ever looked at any of the stuff? Someone suggested I look at some movies about like there was a there was a movie that was actually anti-gun that talked about Glock. And I thought it was really interesting. Um, obviously, you could clearly see their bias, but there was some interesting history stuff there. Um Glock, when Glock started, they were more hungry. Now, I think they had government contracts and they were making uh, household stuff uh, with those government contracts, but they very quickly came up with this polymer pistol, right? Because mm -hmm. they were hungry. <laughs> you know, that was, that was the good old days, right? Do you guys remember the good old days of being hungry when you were young? You didn't have much. You were dangerous. Mm -hmm. You could do anything. Yeah. You know. Good old days. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you're still there. You're still there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I think that's that's kind of the situation here. Now they're the big boys. You know, they've got the money. Now it falls on the other people who are hungry to uh, do those things. And then you start seeing, like, as people get less hungry or bigger, they're not uh, they're not pushing so much anymore to come out with new uh, sexy fancy things. Um, even well, they're like, think, yeah, they're like, they're like Apple. They're pretty much the Apple of like the gun space. When you think about it, mm -hmm. they, they've kind of rested. They, at first they kind of innovated, even if they weren't the first, but they were the first to make something become mainstream. Mm -hmm. Then when they established like the standard that 
everybody makes a uh, everybody made a smartphone similar to the way mm-hmm. that the iPhone was, the way it functioned, and all those things, and similar operating system. You know, you can argue whether Apple copied it in the first place doesn't matter. They made it mainstream as far as people mm-hmm. are concerned. Glock did the same thing with polymer pistols. That became the expectation. Now everything is a Glock killer. It has to be better than a Glock or anything like that. Just like a phone has to be an iPhone killer. So they're in that position now where eh, we can just let's uh, let's come out with a, a Glock 19, but it's got an RMR cut out and we'll call it something crazy and charge a hundred more dollars and it'll be innovative. Or let's say the most revolutionary Glock that's ever come out and it's a 22 long rifle. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's like what they did. That's like saying iPhone mini. You, they you sold want so it, many you of those. got it. Yeah. yeah. So I think Apple's thing was dumbing down stuff. That's what made them, um, popular right they would take mm-hmm. things they would take like everyone was building computers back then i remember i was doing that yep and uh, i was doing it through my brother you know i'm on, i'm not on the genius level but it took kind of <laughs> like geniuses the nerdy dudes were the ones putting those things together and apple's like what if we just put this together and make it s- simple stupid you know Mm-hmm. And it just works for people, and people don't have to do anything here. They just get it. That's the same principle that goes into the iPhone and, and a lot of devices and why people go that route. Mm-hmm. I think that's an opportunity here. You know, that what, what Control Pew is doing, what you're doing, what all the guys out there who are 3D printing stuff, you're kind of pioneering. you gotta, you got to be smart enough at least to figure it out. I'm not saying there's a lot of geniuses out there. We've seen proof that there's people who are not geniuses. out there uh printing things so the opportunity for companies for industry (laughs) is to go everyone likes this let's take that let's make that cheaper faster than these guys can and and put it out there and so instead of someone looking okay i gotta spend three four hundred bucks by the printer get the stuff figure it out print it do i print it upside down backwards sideways stand on one leg while i'm doing it or do i just buy it over here and that's why there's really there shouldn't people shouldn't be looking at each other as being in competition here. Every we're kind of like it's kind of creating energy by these two things playing off of each other. What, what do you think, Alex? You're you're exactly right. Like we can we can collaborate or we can mm-hmm. you know cripple each other, and it just makes more sense to collaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like we're 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 already working with some people in the in, in the in the industry. Um, mm-hmm. They don't want to be named yet, so I won't name them. But mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the beginnings of these things have already started happening, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, yeah. they're already out there. They're already starting. And all we need to do is just carry it forward. Yeah. One of the things I say to people a lot, and, and I'm interested in what you guys think about this, you know, one of the things we do in the gun community or any small communities, we act like crabs in a barrel and everyone starts competing with each other. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't we don't realize like, hey, I don't have to do what everyone if everyone's doing their videos like this, I don't have to do that. If everyone's doing podcasts, I don't have to jump and do podcasts. I can do my thing. We can all play um, a, a position and help uh, people do things. So, for example, that's why instead of me getting a 3D like rushing out to get a 3D printer and just start printing stuff and pretending that I'm some kind of 3D printing guru. <laughs> What I want to do is figure out how can I help the people who are doing it already? What can I do? Mm -hmm. The guys who are doing it, can I help get them in front of maybe some folks who they can't get in front of easy? Uh, The folks like Alex that are doing it, what can I do to help? 
you know, mm-hmm. how, how can I like shine a light on what those guys are doing? And I think if we, if we spent, all of us spent more time doing that in some way, we could move a lot of this more forward instead of us kind of just like consuming each other because, oh wait, this is a new thing. I'm going to jump on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, very dangerous thing. I'm not trying to discourage people from doing stuff. I'm not trying to discourage anyone from doing a podcast or doing YouTube videos or whatever it is. If if you're looking at it and you're like, oh, this this guy's an idiot. If he can do it, you know, uh, I'm 10 times smarter than Hank Strange. I could definitely jump out there and do it. It's probably true. But hey, figure, I, I, out, I, figure out a way you can help. Go ahead. No, my, my talk at, at, at Bear Arms of Bitcoin was, you know, we're basically retards from the Internet. <laughs> and and so can you you know it, it's not hard to begin um it doesn't take a lot of a lot of intelligence and anything anything you need to learn can be learned through experience mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. dive in get a printer start mm-hmm. yeah i think sometimes yeah. you need you need the guy that's going to strap the five wings on his back and jump off the roof of the barn to just prove to you that it doesn't work sometimes yeah. oh so you yeah, need right, that guy right, that's going to push the boundaries <laughs> And we'll print Four that gun that's going to blow time. up. Yeah, yeah that's going to blow up. But he's going to tell you like, okay, this crazy design's not going to work. Or it's not going to work if you print it with only 50% infill. I figured it out. <laughs> so um, That's how we got so people I think, into space. Yeah, it's true. Well, you need those people that are ready to push boundaries that might do things that might not seem that smart, but they might make a breakthrough. And sometimes that breakthrough is literal. It'll blow up in their face and they'll know, holy cow, I didn't think that this would work this way. Now I know not to try it that way or I could we can come up with a different design or they might try something crazy and it works out better than any traditional design. And, and somebody would be like, wow, I never would have thought to print out a gun in the shape of like an egg. And mm-hmm. that that worked for some reason. Like, it's just it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, now we have to do it. I know. Yeah. The plasma pistol from Halo is actually the most ergonomic and the best design of all. And if somebody just prints it out, we'll figure it out. Isn't, uh, that, isn't that the gun from... Isn't the gun from Fifth Element also shaped a little bit like an egg? Uh, oh, yeah, kinda. they've got the one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that thing yeah. pops out all those little pods and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah it is kind of like an egg. Yeah, I want stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, okay, Flying Rich <laughs> said this, and we should try to do it here. He says, Hank, get Alex to show prints. So, okay. yeah, what can we um, show? What can we show? Are we allowed to hold guns on your stream? What's considered? What is considered, considered a gun? A gun? Yeah, days. it might not. It might not be a gun. <laughs> what you're showing us is probably not a well, gun. I mean, I can. If, if we keep the screen like this, I can make it levitate. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no, go back. Oh, oh, if you keep it like this. Oh, I get it. I get it. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. So. Yeah. Oh, now. Let's see, let's see if we we get in here. Are we? Are, are we? You want to go full screen oh, now? No, no. Leave it, leave oh. it like it is. There okay. we go. My okay. stream is laggy. I don't know what's going yeah. on. Oh, so okay. here, here's the bullpup clock. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not holding it or wielding it or anything. It's just floating here. I don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, it's on a stand. Yeah. 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 That rotates. Oh. Yeah. Maybe if my stream ever catches up. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. <laughs> yeah. Very, oh, that's so sexy. So, that is so that sexy. That thing is very cool. Right? That's Yeah. Um, yeah it, uh, this is... Mm-hmm. This is not a firearm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the shush puppy. Mm-hmm. And again, my stream is. I don't know what's going on with my my video. I don't here, know. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's really yeah. bad. It's, it's oh, that's big. Me. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. That's like a. That's it's, like the. Uh, that's like 
What is that? I have a, a 12 gauge suppressor. Um, what is it called? The silencer co one? Oh, the one that goes on like mine goes on the uh, on the uh, it's not the, the thunder tabs, chicken, is it? Or is that the big one? <laughs> thunder chicken. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what is that? Um, I have that 12 gauge suppressor. I'm thinking QQ, Q is the thunder no, chicken. No, not Q. Right. Um, what is the silencer co one called? I ha I put it on my KSG. Someone out there will tell me. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's so. What caliber is that for again? Nine twenty-two. Uh, that's for nine. Uh, there's okay. been a version tested for forty-five. Mm -hmm. um, so anything in between there or lower will work. You just change the bore mm -hmm. uh, when you print it, mm -hmm. and then we haven't done rifle cartridges yet. We're we're thinking about it. It's kind of sketchy. We've run some sims and they haven't really done well. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Smash Time out there. I see Clover Tech out there. He says, uh, Clover says, you need to, so you need to read Glock Rise of America's Gun. It will give you some insight on Glock and how uh, they run the business side of things, plus other cool stuff. Yeah, they sued the crap out of, well, at least in the beginning, they sued the crap out of everyone. What was the uh, that silencer that Brandon tested recently? It's it's a manufactured one that's a polymer 3D printed. Uh, I don't that remember thing the name thick. of it. What was yeah, that, that thing yeah. was sick. He, he was mag dumping like five, five, six through that thing, and it's a three D printed suppressor. He ran it over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know what it's made out of. I'm, uh, I'm thinking like Zytel or something really exotic, like mm. really nice stuff, because that thing right. was amazing. It's, it's some kind of nylon. Yeah, that's yeah. why I figured. I don't yeah, think like I saw that video. Um, yeah, Brandon's in Texas. I think it came now, out like right? last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was hog hunting with uh, yeah, he was hog hunting with a bunch of the dudes down there. Mr. Guns and Gear was down there uh, too, I think. Yeah, like by the way, congratulations to Brandon. He's like over a mil. Where is he now? I know he's over a mil. He bro he, he broke into the big time. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> he's a you professional. Know, he's insane. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. that hair's oh, gonna God. get Brandon's longer. a professional. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, boy. Uh, I don't know if I would actually describe him as that. The, them there is fighting words. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, professional. Okay. Uh, Look, we're, we're already sort of feuding. Right? <laughs> no, we're, we're already semi-feuding over this Glock, so it's fine. Oh, you are? Oh, well, okay, so he was on a stream on Twitch one day. And he, somebody he hates, asked him. He hates bullpups. Right. Yeah, he hates yeah, bullpups. He hates bullpups. He hates Glocks. And he was on a stream and someone asked him if they could bullpup a Glock, and he said no. And that birthed this thing into the world. Yeah. Um, so just just our spite project. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Brandon is just mad because there actually is a 50 cal bullpup and there isn't a 50 cal AK yet. That's all. Right. Ooh, oh, He's man. just mad about that. That's all. I'm not, I'm not saying the printers are going to beat him <laughs> to it, but. Oh, oh, that is going to be on. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, man. But um, there, there is there is one more gun I'll spoil yeah. for you. 3D printed 50 cal AK bullpup. Ba-boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That will All make right, his let's... head explode and his hair set on fire. <laughs> and it'll be so worth it. <laughs> uh, so this, oh. is, this is the last gun I'll spoil for you. Um, <laughs> Holy moly. Somebody did an extent, uh, photoshopped, I think it was photoshopped, extended mm -hmm. grip Glock 26. So we decided we were just going to go make one. That you can geez. print. How um, many so this will use is that? Will that only take the thirty, the thirty-one yeah, it, rounders? It, it's standard capacity is the thirty-two round magazines. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. That has to. But be. um. Sorry. That has to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
but uh, I'll show you. Can can those be um, so? Can those be printed with? Um, can those? Oh, hold on. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> there on. it is. Yeah, this is the V1 print, what? sort of fresh off the the thing. Nice. Yeah, see, there you go. Use the tree support so that it lets the trigger guard be exposed to it. You know, end up breaking everything. And I can't show you because I'm stripping the the uh, the support material off it. Mm -hmm. There you go. You got the gist. Uh, that's so awesome. That's so much awesome right there. Yeah, that's sweet. so much awesome. Okay, that was worth everything. It 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 the the spoiler here is it took like five minutes. I, I sat down with the cat. It took like five minutes to make, and that was the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, five hours to make, and then like another eight hours to print. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. so can you. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyone out there? Anyone out there can do it. Um, oh, Clint Sanders says Salvo Twelve. Yep, that's what it is. Boom! I got one of those Sal mm. Salvo Twelve thingies. Those are cool. Um, let's see. We should put this on a shotgun. I need to do another form one. Yeah, and then I'll put this on a shotgun. We'll see. And see how it we'll is. See how that works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, probably, have, I think, probably have to add a couple more. Uh, probably have to add a more, more a couple baffles. more baffles to yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yep. definitely. <laughs> you don't have to, but <laughs> it's going to help. Well, I feel yeah. the need. Yeah, it's going to help. Um, Mr. <laughs> Lovell says, "Why can't you take a welder and hook it up to a 3D printer and put a tiny dot of metal over and over?" Question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can, but like oxi oxidization isn't great. So it tends to like slag and, and make a mess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, there are there are printers that somebody built a bridge doing that. And like mm -hmm. the Netherlands, they built a pedestrian bridge out of like weld. Yeah. Across. Mm -hmm. Do you know? And so mm -hmm. it was weird because the, the, so they 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 built this little little rail for the robots and then the robots extended the rail with the weld and they mm -hmm. welded their way across this mm -hmm. bridge it was wild like don't ants but, do that cool. in, um i think ants do that somewhere yeah. right yeah ants do that mm -hmm. yeah um you know what i what i've been following in the 3d printing space i think is interesting printing homes printing oh yeah 3d printing that's houses cool. mm -hmm. it's yeah happening. that's kind of wild stuff oh yeah and yeah. they're they're relatively cheap and relatively reliable too, or yeah. durable. Yeah, it's happening um, even here in Florida. There's a couple of places in Florida that they've 3D printed houses. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and it's a big basically. So you know the concrete, a concrete machine, is just basically a big concrete printer kind of thing. So there's something right. processing the concrete, and it's coming out through like a you know like a spout type situation, just like in a printer. And mm -hmm. they set up the robots, and it just keeps going, and then prints prints up houses, and they're more efficient, and they're more energy efficient, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I think that's actually pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Three yeah, D printing is is finding its way into a lot of interesting applications. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know the big thing that I worry about, and um, I think that we all in the in the gun community, Second Amendment, anyone who believes in freedom needs to fight for it. We do not want these people to get the idea that they can start regulating three D printers. Um, it happened with drones, you know. They people mm -hmm. let them think they can regulate drones, and they started doing all kinds of stuff, and they really killed. I'm not saying like drone the drone industry is not killed, but there's all kinds of crap now in drones. And people yeah, aren't the, the, 
the DIY industry is really suffering just because of all the extra regulation that you have to do mm-hmm. or deal yeah. with. Yeah. Um, the the Ardu pilot program was one that I watched for a long time, and it's mm-hmm. I've played with it. It's it's fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, DIY autopilot for drones, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean there 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 have been some uh, some some issues that have come up with regulation around mm-hmm. no fly zones, and you have to write into the software now, mm-hmm. and then you have to like so there's some liability around uh, you know who's responsible for that now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just it's just a hot mess. Um, yeah. And government regulation is generally bad yeah. on just about yeah. every every application. So don't let it happen. And the biggest way we can all fight back, everyone needs to get a printer. What's the what's the hot yeah. printer right now? I know I ask you this every time you come on. Um, uh, it's, it's it's still the Ender three, the Ender five. They're still just mm-hmm. bang on consistent. Um, they're right out of the box. You can pretty well set up and go. Um, what there about are the some six? things you need to someone look. mentioning the six. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's. All of the the Creality printers are are they're all based on that very similar motion system, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the motion system is pretty refined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. and anything beyond that is just add-ons and and little features that you mm-hmm. might want. So, if you want an enclosure or something, or if you want a pretty touch screen, or mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's entirely up to you. It's your money. But the Ender three, uh, Ender three Pro, Ender five Pro are cheap enough now that they're just, you know, three hundred. No, two hundred bucks for the Ender Three Pro. I think it's four hundred for the Ender Five Pro. Three fifty, four hundred, somewhere okay. on there. Okay. But again, it, it's cheap. It's not a lot of money to get started in a hobby, and you get to do a lot with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Lovell is asking a question here. He says, "Have you three D printed a twenty two LR barrel like the gun from In the Line of Fire with Clint Eastwood?" Yeah. Uh, the. Uh, what we have, the issue with 22 is the chamber pressure is kind of high for the material that we're working with. Mm-hmm. So PLA, PLA plus, even mm-hmm. ABS sorts to, starts to, to fracture around that chamber pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, 32s and 38s can take it a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it's plastic is still just a subpar material for barrels, mm-hmm. and there's really no way around that. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just need a better material um, to start with. So it, it can be done. Um, it, it'll it'll fare in about the same way as like the Liberators did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, by the way, shout out to Gorillas and Guns. I know it's nine o'clock. We're gonna go a little bit longer here because we started late. If that's okay with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's any other questions folks have out there for Alex of uh, Control Pew. If you guys have three D printing questions, this is the time. Do you have any? Uh, what What's been going on that maybe we're not asking you about that we should be asking you? That you're gonna say, you know, oh. these idiots. If they knew anything, they would ask us about. Um, I mean, the propaganda team is really picking up steam. Uh, we're uh, we're we're all annoyed at the ATF and about uh, Chippy mm-hmm. and, I mean, oh, I, I'm uh, on the one hand, I'm glad that he was the guy, because mm-hmm. there's no like you can't oh, paint God. him in any light other than he hates gun people yeah mm-hmm. Dave, david chipman is one of those batshit crazy people that uh yeah yeah that's but, gonna uh, be a fiasco yeah, so, that uh confirmation hearing do you think he's gonna be confirmed i mean i kind of hope so because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. then he he the the entire agency becomes the enemy of every gun owner period mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I hope that motivates enough people to pay attention, and they won't win. They won't be able to move anything forward. So okay, that that I mean, I would definitely like to see the ATF get shut down as much as possible. 
uh, yeah. you know, Lin, Lin, Lindsey Graham loves him some confirming some Democrat nominees. He loves it. He loves doing <laughs> it. And there's plenty of other Republicans. They love doing it. They're like, we're going to be conservatives. We compromise with the other side. We're more mature mm-hmm. than they are. So we'll confirm mm-hmm. whoever they send out there. They could be mm-hmm. a card carrying communist with a hammer and a sickle right in their pocket. We don't care because mm-hmm. we're going to be the party of compromise here. <laughs> Yeah, so that's how they always are. But I'm, I'm, I'm with Alex. Like, let them, at this point, just let them throw what they want, and 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 let them be the self fulfilling prophecy. Because the easier it is for us to say "I told you so," then the easier it'll be to fight later on. And honestly, I think it'll, it'll push some of these states that are, it'll push the states to actually put their money where their mouth is. Like, mm-hmm. are you guys really going to be sanctuary states? Are you really going to do all this stuff? Are you going to stand up to the feds? Well, now now you get to prove it because mm-hmm. they're actually going to so, do something the, if this guy is uh, mm-hmm. in charge. I've I've and I again, Matt has the lawyer has a, a long spiel about uh, <laughs> the sanctuary states, but like there, yeah. a lot of them don't actually do anything. They have no, no they teeth. Don't. They're just yeah, like, no oh, teeth. We're not going to yeah. help you, probably. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. We promise That's, we may not help. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there, there's nothing in there that says, "Look, we're going to come after you personally, civilly, if you try and enforce any of this." Yeah, the no, they're basically like, "We that. won't." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we won't help the feds investigate. That's basically the best that you're going to get. And if they arrest you, sorry, it sucks, but at least it won't be our cops arresting you. So right. Probably. That's pretty maybe. much. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Unless the feds pay us a lot of money, then or they'll they're going to take right. away our road taxes, and then we're going to be like, "Oh no, we can't build roads now. We're going to have mm-hmm. to enforce." illegal gun laws yeah maybe you shouldn't have given them so much money to begin with exactly exactly but then we're gonna have to go back 100 years and stop them from doing that in the first place well yeah i think sometimes the states need to well i inevitably if you're the person running the state and you want to be successful it's just politics right you want that money so you could say oh we did this look at us we're so awesome of course i mean and what is it's see states are in a different position because they can literally do something like hmm, we don't we won't increase taxes but let's increase revenue by asking the feds to give us money so mm-hmm. that's kind of how they get around it so it's like hey we can ask for more money from the feds we didn't increase your taxes that's awesome and meanwhile yeah. it's like well what how did you sell our souls to the feds this time yeah the government like, oh, doesn't yeah, do well, things right. This is why it needs to be decent things, more things in our lives. We're going to be happier as people the more we decentralize. And mm-hmm. there's so many things to talk about here, but I don't want to get out because you, you know, you said you did that event, uh, bearing arms in Bitcoin. Um, today, Bitcoin was crashing, man. Like all, all mm-hmm. cryptos were crashing. Um, oh yeah. What's the deal there, man? What what was happening here? Biden. I mean, Biden said he wanted to tax. Double the personal capital gains tax on crypto. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Um, the The whole crypto space is kind of weird still, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like I understand a lot of what's going on, but I still don't understand what drives the market price. Mm-hmm. Aside from demand, which is, yeah, I, I don't I understand think, the demand factor of, I of think cryptocurrency. Cri- so I think crypto. What crypto has done is that I think crypto exposed the financial market for what it is. Because one of the biggest things that I used to hear people say all the time is, well, it's not a real asset. And I was like, since when has the dollar been a real asset? It's not, well, not for a long it's time. Not. The, right. dollar is a, the dollar is a digital currency that's not cryptographic mm-hmm. at this point. That's what it is. It's just controlled by the government of whatever Yeah, it's just the, the Fed says, how many, yeah. zeros and, how many zeros do you have after that? Okay, well, that's now we, we go to the computer in the Federal Reserve and we type out, okay, we need a trillion more dollars. Boom, 
add three more zeros to that, we're good mm -hmm. to go. And mm -hmm. we don't even print out the fiat cash at this point mm -hmm. to compensate for it. So, th so that's why I'm like, crypto is the same thing as, as regular currency at this point, except it, it's more useful for different things, actually. Yeah. Because it can, right. it, digitally, it can represent something else. You can use it for contracts or, you know, even to make software, depending on if you're using Ethereum. Bitcoin is kind of only good as currency. That's kind of what it was. At, what if it you're was going to for. spend it. I think that's what yeah. uh, Rob Ethereum was is more tough. flexible for creating a lot of different things. But, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. my, my I, biggest problem much, with crypto. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my biggest problem with crypto is that, like, I can't just use it for anything. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, anything that I need. I can't go to a company and say and buy ammo. I can't go mm -hmm. and buy filament. I can't go and buy a lot of things. So I'm not all like I, I have it, but and a lot of guys use it, but we wind up just dumping it for cash and then buying the things we need because we're like we're using it as a utility, as a as a as a means of commerce almost. Mm -hmm like mm -hmm. a, a fiat dollar and what we wind up having to do is trade it for a dollar you know yeah so it's when you could skip over that you're saying then it really right. becomes something powerful right mm -hmm. um and i think people are working on that so that so i know there's some people out there who are against crypto and mm -hmm. they're like oh see i told you it's crashing well think about why it's crashing it's crashing because biden says he's going after it now this is it crashing is not necessarily a bad first of all uh bitcoin came down to 50 bucks that's not really crashing yeah 50k you know? yeah i mean yeah fifty thousand. sorry yeah i was like if we get 50 bucks i'll be all in yeah <laughs> i'm dropping bucks. tens of i'm gonna sell my house tonight yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome some guns are getting sold some guns are getting right. sold my bad on that one um but it came down to fifty thousand. i mean what a, a year ago it was like what 30 or something like that or Probably oh, less, I think 20. it was much less. Yeah, it yeah. exploded in 2020. But what's happening mm -hmm. is because Biden is going after it. OK, why is he going after it? Because lots of wealthy people are putting their money into that. Right. Why are people putting their money there? Why are people investing into it? Like Alex said, not spending it because they don't trust the dollar. <laughs> yep. You know, so they're trying to go after the people's money. And this is why, theoretically, this is happening um, in the long run. It's going we're going to figure this out. It's one of the things just like 3D printing. We're not going to allow the government to force us to stay on the dollar. It's not happening. It's just a question of how long, how much time do we have to go through here? But the government wants control over it. So they're proposing, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go in here and slap this with a massive tax. That's the government once again exercising or trying to exercise some kind of control over what the people do and keep the people enslaved. And you should be the enemy of your enemy is your friend. <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. When people like Biden hate crypto coin, that should be telling you something. Just think about it. So, um, And there may be opportunities there to buy into it. Look, I have Tusk. That's the only crypto I have. And it's come way down. You know, it's more affected by what's going on out there. But in my mind, this kind of this kind of stuff solidifies why we need to think about these things. And I think exactly as Alex just said, we need to make sure that we can actually use this to buy things. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. For for I mean, a lot. Of, I talk to a lot of people who buy a lot of crypto and they're not insanely wealthy people. And I keep thinking to myself, I wonder if that ten thousand dollars would be better spent if you start a business mm -hmm. 
spend ten thousand dollars, mm-hmm. buy some inventory, sell it, get twenty thousand dollars, buy some more inventory, sell it, get forty thousand. You know, so there I feel like there are better ways for people to use that money than buy crypto. But I because a lot of people are buying it with the, the intention of like, oh, we're going to get more money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's it's yeah, one of those. It's, I it's, 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 it's like the stock market, right? You're wondering if right. people are speculating on it instead of it something actually being useful. Right. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of that's happening. Yeah, um, I agree with you. But that still doesn't negate the fact that we need it. We will never right. get rid of the people speculating. We'll never. I don't think we should get rid of the stock market. I think people should be able to speculate. I think people should be able to short stuff and all that, everything that goes on there, right? And it's good and it's bad, but we need these kinds of things. Um, and I think that we need something like this. We need to get away from what the government's doing because they're not doing the right thing for us. Just like we need 3D printers because industry, whether it's the firearms industry or the automotive industry or any other industry, is not doing the right thing for us. They, they don't really have their finger on the pulse of what it is we're looking for and what we need. You know, we're about to go in, mm-hmm. in the next couple of years here. All these companies are going to stop making combustion engine vehicles. You know, and they're going to try to force people in a direction. And we need an ability. I don't. I own an electric car, but we need the ability to say no. We want choices. We want to do what we want to do. And these kinds of things are the ways to do that. Um, and I think it's the same thing with the currency. The government should never be um, should have this much control over the currency. It just shouldn't be. And Americans. So if we look at it as us here in America, we've paid the price for that. This is why mm-hmm. things are going to be more expensive. And the more money, the more checks that just go out there to people, the worse it's going to be. And we've spent, uh, we're approaching a year and a half that we haven't been doing anything. And then these guys are just going to, uh, just putting money out there. That's not going to be good for us. It's not good for the dollar. And they don't really care because they themselves have figured out other ways and places that their money is. So they, they know that. The folks in Congress doing, making all these laws and doing all this crap, they know what they're doing. <laughs> they know how destructive it is. This is why they have money on the stock market. They have money in cryptocurrencies and all of that. And this is just some news of something that Biden is floating out there because of Earth Day and Greta Van Sustenberg or whatever her name is. Um, but it's you, you need to look at it and think like, oh, this might be a thing here. This is why people are paying attention to it. So... Um, I don't know. Um, let's see here. Okay. Listen, I don't want to hold everyone because it is, it is, uh, nine 15. That's what, what time it is here. I don't want to, Alex has got stuff to print and all that. And I'm sure Rolando <laughs> has things to do. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to go through the guys here and let them tell you how, where you can find them, support them and all that. Hopefully we'll, we'll get, uh, Rolando and, uh, control pew to come back here we need to do like a summit Always. we yeah we need we need um matthew larossiere control pew mm-hmm. who else should we throw in that mix uh we need to do some kind of hmm. summit here um, get, get the uh the, the mount rushmore huh right say mm-hmm. get what what was that rolando the, the mount rushmore together yeah yeah you know <laughs> we need to do we need to sit down and predict the future of the gun industry all together that'd be cool you're yeah. you're mobile now so we can uh i'll be yeah. down in florida later this year we should all oh, you are? hang okay, out cool. yes yeah. absolutely please when you're when you're here <laughs> let me know man we'll meet up somewhere or you can always come here and shoot stuff with us or you know we'll, we'll make things right happen. on yeah all right so let's start with rolando rolando where can the people find you um 
you can I find me you. on the yeah, you can find me on the socials at Puerto Rican Pistolero, and you can find uh, my wife. Uh, she's my partner in crime. She's Latina Locked and Loaded. Mm -hmm. uh, together, we do the Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So you mm -hmm. can find us on all the socials there. Check out our YouTube channel. Uh, Alex has been on the show. That was actually our best episode. We had a great time with him. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's what we do. So that's where you can find us. Thanks yeah, a lot for having me on, Hank. Yeah, uh, you're welcome, man. Alex is always an awesome guest. I always feel mm -hmm. kind of guilty. I, I feel like we're not up to the par of his awesomeness. Nah, yeah. you have to ask the right questions. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a retard from the internet. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the great thing about Alex too is you can start talking about memes and video games, and you can totally change the show and, and go yeah. down that right? path. Yeah. So after we go, after we after we re roll in the end, we're gonna come back and have Alex drop some words of wisdom. But Alex, tell the folks out there where where can they go to support you or find out more things, ask you questions, all that. All right. So I am uh, Control Pew. You can find me at Control Pew on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I did just catch the boot on Instagram. So now I'm I can't believe it's not Control Pew on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> go give me a follow there. Um, if you want to support what we're doing with the broader community, go to donate.controlpew.com. You can send Bitcoin straight to devs that way. Uh, Controlpew.com for everything else, news and events. If you don't want to like plug into the community proper. Um, shop.controlp.com support the devs that way I do merch and stuff like that Um, what else oh the guide.controlp.com if you want to get started with 3D printing mm -hmm. awesome awesome Um, and let me do this before I go to the end also I just want to say like um, for, for anyone who's into rap like me this has been like this last week has been ridiculously crazy last week week and a half on the rap world so dmx mm -hmm. you know then black rob and then and then from digital underground shock g right yep i i heard about that yesterday so that's crazy mm -hmm. man i don't know what's happening <laughs> what's going on with all the rappers or whatever from like my generation it scares me i'm like in the same age category as those dudes <laughs> is there like all. a bad batch there's like a bad batch of something that like maybe everybody ate at the same time and now yeah. it took like 30 years to 20 years to manifest or something i don't know man <clears throat> i don't know it, it it bothers me but it's sad i mean those guys are really like true pioneers artists and stuff like that so um i you know i, I just wanted to take some time to acknowledge that um you know, and I know that there there are some folks that who are out there in the chat and stuff like that that were telling me about that as well. Uh, I'm gonna run in the end, and we're gonna come back, and then Alex is gonna drop his words of wisdom on us. So oh boy, ju just yeah, <laughs> just wait for that, and then maybe maybe he'll show some kind of Glock thing he has sitting over there. Over there. Maybe we'll see that here in the end. Let's run in the end. <laughs> yeah, All right, guys. Uh, I don't even know what that's. That's like looking out the window or something right now. That camera. I don't even know where it is. Um, but thanks for watching. <laughs> Smash the thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. We will uh, rip the audio out of this, throw it up on iTunes and all the other places you get your audio podcasts. Alex, right now at the end of the show, it looks like your your camera is all of a sudden working. <laughs> I yeah, don't I don't know what's that. going on. Oh no, it's still not working. No, your voice no, it's is still, still laggy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Drop your words of wisdom and show us something awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. This is I'm a retard from the internet, and so can you. Um, buy a 3D printer, print your own guns, because it's fun. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do, do at this point, do I need to give you a reason? We have a bullpup clock. Just yes. go and do it. Show it to um, us. It's going to be the thumbnail. Right. Or, or do you have something else there? Let's see it. Well, first off, I have my Glock 40, my problem solver right here. Boom. boom. Um, yeah. And then I have the bullpup Glock. Yeah, that's a stun here. gun. That's a stun gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're oh. totally taser. Oh, that's badassery, man. That is so. Oh, look at that. That's nice. Okay. Awesome. Very awesome. cool. All right. So listen, <laughs> for let's go. We're getting more. We're getting more awesomeness out of it. Okay. So listen, um, everyone out there, be safe. We're going to see you guys um, next week. We'll see you on Monday. Be safe, everyone. Big thanks to Rolando, Puerto Rican Pistolero for uh, coming into the show, as well as Alex Control Pew. All you guys out there, if you're still out there, smash the thumbs ups. Big thanks to Harry's holsters. We'll see you. We're out of here. Peace.